are elite. For everything you need to know about Mercedes Monet's AEW debut, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Hello and welcome the fantastic experience that only the good people at Colaholic can bring you. The Colaholic Weekly Podcast, starring myself, a new setup, some dog pictures that be put back up, some pictures behind me. But no one cares about that. We care about the usual love uh, and attention that we get from Jack the Jobber. Hi, yeah. There right? we go. I'm, I'm, I'm mid-mate. I'm, I'm dying a slow death because of carrots. And, <laughs> yes... As you can tell, I'm articulate as always, and special guest, our boss and yours, Mr. Adam Pacidi. All right, how's it going? I was going to say, I just realised well, I could do a bunch of your nicknames on your Twitch streams, but we can't say any of them for fear of getting demonetised, so oh, I just I said, he's the boss. What, what happened? Yeah, what happened there? Oh, uh, so right, I... I... I'm re- I'm really upset about it with remember, myself. Really, remember we shouldn't say naughty words. So if you can, no, try no, and- I, I, don't yeah, worry. Yeah, yeah. I, I know the score. Um, so I was watching um, an episode of Rogue Traders, and it was really, really fun. It's a great show, <laughs> um, and and then I moved on. And I was like, oh, this sort of reminds me of this show on Channel 5 called Swag. And Swag is a show where they um, lure criminals. I guess they entrap them. Um, but they'll, like, leave the back of a van open with some TVs and some boxes of whisper bars or something clearly visible. Make it very tempting for somebody to hop in the back and nick the, the chocolate and the tellies. Um, and so people do that and then they get locked in the van the tarp comes down and they parade them round in a cage going hello everyone look at the criminal what a naughty boy like that it's a really good show it's really funny although somebody one of the producers trying to get a release signed by some (laughs) ruffians that they caught out um, got (laughs) stabbed got stabbed with a bloody screwdriver yes legit uh, really scary stuff anyway I was like I used to watch this show when I was a kid no problem it's old enough that we'll get away with it on Twitch so fire up an episode and then all of a sudden is um, Joe Brand Um, no not Joe Brand that's someone else Joe Guest Joe Guest the UK glamour model who (laughs) was very fortunately not feminist Um, comedian (laughs) Joe Brand um, and it shows her in a changing room. The, the, the idea is a celebrity um, does some crime and see if they can get away with it. And in this one, she was stealing underwear. Um, it's just the intro, right? And uh, she's there in the changing room, like hidden camera deal. And you see her in her bra and it's almost pushing it a bit. Probably need to care. All of a sudden, cuts back to her and 
what, what kind of? Uh, she's got a was a pair of jugs out, right? Uh, full full nipples and everything. And I was oh my god, and I couldn't. I was so upset with myself. I was like, oh, this is you know because it risks the the Twitch channel. So I immediately cut the stream dead. I deleted any clips made of the stream, restarted it, apologized to anybody offended by the nips, um, and and just get kept going from there. But it's obvious. It just means that I've got to carefully or get somebody to watch the stuff before I do it. I know I'm not going to be in any trouble with an episode of Roy Walker's catchphrase from 1997, but uh, <laughs> it, it, it's it's different with this. And the worst thing is, I looked back at the episode at home, obviously, um, and they... <laughs> They're in the changing room, and for the rest of the episode, they censor the the the, the fun bags. They've Wait. got like a big swag logo. It was just the intro that they showed the nips on. I was so got annoyed. Put, got up a button seats. Yeah, true. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Wow. But promising something, then not delivering it. Um, anyway, yeah. So I'm not doing swag again, or if I do, I'm going to have to make sure that it's it's a okay before I get going. So that's what happened, and uh, yeah, apologies to for putting the. The, the channel at risk it was just a it's it's i don't mind when something like questionable or problematic comes up on one of those because you can laugh at it and go oh look how tv's changed you don't endorse it or anything but it's a bit different when there's nudity so thanks to everybody for not reporting it as well um we got a good crowd that's nice that's a good thing been quite well, a week for you. From then. a pair of wazo jokes to three wazo jokes in this <laughs> lovely episode there we go that's my segue for the day um how about you jack how are your twitch going yeah yeah well the main talking point this week was what happened to adam uh the, the night before so that was what the chat were mainly talking about um cultaholic fc are in the new we're in our new league now the uh, champions um, league no not the champions league the vanarama national and yeah i've never heard of that what's that that's the one below league two it's oh, okay. the oh fifth tier of english football and the plan is to work your way all the way oh, up so you, you yes. get you get more money now as well <laughs> sound like churchill the dog there oh yeah <laughs> so you, you get you get more money each time you go up a league and then you can invest that in new players and eventually yeah. you'll get to the yeah. top of the premiership premiership yeah. championship premier league premier league yeah 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 so oh, hopefully nice. we've got some great lads five pound ken he's come along so well adam you'd be so, oh, so you, proud. you've stuck with some of the jobbers that yeah, you originally yeah, yeah. had as well that's they're nice. only one league above and we won it at such a canter that it would be wrong not to keep them on really There's, so how much won. money have you got to play with now um you the board because mm-hmm. we've named the chairman adam Pacini in the game i can't remember the exact amount but it's a unrealistically large transfer budget. So You're talking seven kind of figures? Uh, six. Okay. Yeah. That's good, though, still. That's good, yeah, for that level. The Uber yeah. driver was telling me the other day, um, uh, he was going on about somebody who had been paid, it was either 20 or 40 million, and he was swearing his head off about him, saying how useless he was. And uh, he, he went to me first, do you like football? And I went, no, I don't really follow football. And then he just proceeded to talk about football for like hmm. 20 minutes. Uh, and I just went, oh, that's nice, isn't it? Who would that have been? It was the, the largest transfer fee ever, he said. Oh, they paid 20 or... Oh, 20, that would have been like 100 or so million. Gareth Maybe Bale, it was 200 maybe? million. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. I don't like know. Uh, Matthew, how are you? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it was these things come in threes. So one, uh, I've got a new desk. That's why the camera's set up a bit weird. And I thought I'd have a new mise-en-scene change. So I'll take some of the dog photos down. Love the blues. Uh, I realise now that I actually need to be- get a better thing. So I've got a beautiful print from Hal Hardacity. Mm. Of all the wrestle, yeah, nice. uh, wrestle poo, there we go, ha ha ha, characters over the years. That's that's good. 
my uh, speakers died in the process of getting a new desk, and now they make a weird oh, 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 noise if I plug them in, which isn't too good. So I'm using my Bluetooth speak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's there's one bad thing. Two, been up half the night. Um, decided, you know what? No one's poisoned me for a while. I poisoned myself. So <laughs> with carrots. How do you? That's poison right, Matt. That's right. You know. Playing, playing chess when everyone else is playing checkers. No, no, talk me through it, though. How do you... You said it was with carrots. Yeah, well, I go and they're like, oh, a bit, you're a bit hairy, but as long as you're shaving those bits off and then chopping them up and boiling them enough, yeah. nothing bad can happen. And nothing Not did true. for about three hours. And oh. uh, anyway, I'll spare you that. And so that's why I'm really at the top of my form today. And uh, also, a funny thing happened. We'll segue this into the news of wrestling. AEW, uh, about, what, six days ago? Probably, yeah, prior to we did this podcast. That's when all the big news happens. Uh, they had an issue where they went, AEW bots, away! And then all the flying monkeys went to YouTube and removed a lot of videos or copyright struck a lot of stuff. AEW was like, uh-oh, this is a bad look because they ended up taking down videos on their own AEW Music YouTube channel. Plus, <laughs> I believe Sammy Guevara and Ethan Page amongst I'll others. I'll mute those notifications, sorry. No problem. And it's like, all right, cool. And they messaged me going, it's all right. We're sorry. We're sorry. We'll fit. We'll, 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 we're sorry. Hold tight. Well, we'll track them. It's okay. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. And I went, okay, cool. Well, I'll just follow what you're doing then. You know better than me about retracting stuff. And uh, yeah, woke up today. No one's like, oh, I'm really sorry about the news. I'm like, oh, God, who's dead? It's like, That's no, your channel. Oh. I'm like, Oh, all right. So uh, as of right now, AW, uh, the, the, the social media people at AEW haven't responded yet. But yeah, RIP. So had, you, had you launched an appeal against the original strikes or were you just yeah. waiting for them to sort it? <laughs> well, I asked that. My, my Bluetooth ears thing just fell out. Um, <laughs> I did ask that. Ah, here it is. Hey, I can hear you now. Yeah. And they said, don't do that. Oh. Went, all right, cool. Oh, because they I, can then get in trouble for false strikes or something. Yeah, yeah. They just look. I they said do this, and I followed them. Uh, they said just wait. So I, I have a hunch. Them. I have a hunch that if you had done that, your channel would have been in the appeals process and probably not terminated. But it'll get fixed. I'm sure it'll get fixed. It might if be it, fixed by the time this goes out. If it does probably get not. fixed, hooray! If not, okay, make a new channel, start again. It's, I was going to uh, say you've you've bounced back from this before. Yeah. Yes, like Alan yeah. Partridge. Yes, yeah, absolutely. You're going to have the last Needless to say, laugh. I got copyright struck. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. But that's all this silly twaddle of, of Twitch, other people's YouTube accounts, and Jack. Let's move oh, yeah. on to the wrestling news. See, if I sound like I've got an authority about me, you can't tell I'm really messed up. One of the biggest wrestling stories of 2021 so far is reports that Daniel Bryan's contract with WWE has already expired leaving the American Dragon a free agent. Brian's contract with Vince uh, promotion, it says here. It's always funny when they say that on callholic.com. Came to an end last week after his Universal Championship match with Roman Reigns, with the loss meaning Brian is now banished from SmackDown. And they got put on the uh, Illumini section. The Illumini. Because he likes cheese. And uh, along with Roderick Strong, who I guess no one's talking about either. The huge question on everyone's lips is now what Brian will do next. The 39-year-old has been vocal about his future in wrestling, Favoring a lighter schedule in order to spend time with his young family. I mean, fair. If he wants to do that. I saw someone imply that Daniel Bryan has got Stockholm Syndrome because they're, they're saying that he'll go back to WWE. It was something like, this is the company that made him retire 
did this to him, did that to him. Now he wants to stay there. He's got Stockholm syndrome. And no, I they've thought, got loads of money and got, yeah, give him a part-time him, schedule and money. he can look after his family and that. Yeah, now I don't know because Brian seems very passionate about wrestling as an art form. He might well want to go off and, and finish mm-hmm. his career in Ring of Honor where he first became famous or go to New Japan or whatever he wants to do. But at the same time, if he didn't want to do that and he just wanted to work a lighter schedule, re-sign with WWE, make loads of money for him and his family, who are we to, you know? I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, quite, I, I, wrestling I, fans I, can be quite selfish. We're like, no, we want to see him have an hour-long match with... <laughs> I can't think of any Ring of Honor wrestler. <laughs> Roosh, there you go. Yeah, he's not... He's take, the, take the title. Oh, yeah, see him yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I... I Totally, totally agree. There are loads of Daniel Bryan dream matches in every promotion going because it's Daniel Bryan and you just want to see him wrestle mm. everyone. But yeah, you can't fault the guy for wanting to stick around if he does. And I think I think they'll throw a lot of money at him. We'll see him wrestle twice a year, maybe on a sort of present day edge-like schedule. Um, and it'll be great because it's Daniel Bryan. But no, I, uh, do, do what's best for him, right? Yeah. 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 See, I was like very cynical and thought, oh, they're just storylining this. But then everyone's like, no, but it's Daniel Bryan. And I remember it was the, the Miz Daniel Bryan promo from Talking Smack, the legendary one, one of my favorite promos of all time. And go, well, back to this again, aren't we? And if you love it so much, then why don't you quit? Oh. Why don't you quit and go work in the bingo halls? And if you love it so much, no, don't you walk away for E. Bryan. That's so Daniel good. Bryan, no. Daniel Bryan, no. Yeah, so. I was watching oh. that promo. Do you remember when he got um, eliminated from NXT, the game show? And yes. he was like, well, that looks like the end for Daniel Bryan. But there's this guy called Brian mm. Danielson. I was like, oh, that is quite tempting. It does sound quite fun. But now, nah, whatever he fancies doing. Oh, I'll no, let, that'll be it, won't it? I'll let Daniel Bryan do. will take you on this Sunday, Roman Reigns, at Backlash Revenge Revenge. Mm. But Brian Bryanson will. Like Cactus Jack is back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like the one he cut with Paul London when they were high or when they were in a silly mood. In PWG, the swarm <laughs> and the pod—that's so good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I imagine uh, Tony Khan has sent a, an email off already to whoever represents Europe to try and get the final countdown on the books, just uh, in case. Yeah. I'd love to see it. Obviously, I'd love to see it, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We will. Speaking of leaving WWE, Paquette uh, departed. To, ooh, I've not put a name in. Um, Paquette. Renee yeah, Young. yeah. I've never heard of Cole Pickett before. I'm like, why have I only copy pasted the anyway? Yes, Renee Young departed WWE in August 2020 after eight years of the company, and she revealed in oral sessions who were uh, that she received someone else's makeup in her bag. I had also had my stuff sent to me in the trash bag. She says, but honestly, I just didn't think much of it. But I also had something similar. Uh, it was Natty's boots or something that happened to mine. And why it was is like it a bunch of makeup. Stuff? Oh, she got us some some Natty's gear as well. Chelsea yeah. Green did, yeah. It's like when you go to a party and you get a slice of cake and a balloon. <laughs> Here's your natty goodie bag to take <laughs> home with you. Now in the back of the corner, does anyone see me stuff? <laughs> Will Badgate never end? What's going on? It got it massively is... blown out of proportion, really. Yeah, but it's it? rubbish, isn't it, though? Yeah, it, it's not on. It's, it's rubbish. It's yeah. not on. Yeah, it, but yeah. It, it's it's the fact that we're still talking about it a week on. Um, and it, I guess they've just been doing it forever, right? I mean, there aren't many better but bags always, to protect always... your stuff. It's waterproof in that. But it's always the women. What's that about? 
Oh yeah, no. Have, have any men come out and said no, anything about? I oh so. right, I didn't. I didn't really see that's about quite that. odd, That's a fair, that's that's a fair point. That's a fair yeah. point. No, no, I just got a notification here. Daniel Bryan insists on getting one of those green recycling ones. <laughs> you want to get a, a little bag? They're the boys. Big blue little bag, fifty mm. p or a quid each, whatever it is. All those Life IKEA savings. ones that you can live in. Yeah, <laughs> I think someone might need it after this. Uh, Nida launches new promotion. Oh uh, god! Because you know what, the world needs more exploding death matches. Uh, he's called it uh, Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling Explosion. Because apparently that's how it works in Japan. If your company goes into bankruptcy and no one's paid off the rights for the name, you can just add another name to it and it's a completely new promotion. As Onita did this a while ago with uh, Super FMW <laughs> and just using the exact same logo. So God bless him. So we could be World Wrestling Entertainment Cultaholic. <laughs> Let's try it. No, because somebody owns <laughs> WWE. Ah. We could call ourselves, what's a dead promotion that one bought the rights? Herb Abrams Cultaholic. I thought he was going to say something very controversial there, but he didn't. It's all right. Thingy's coming back, isn't it? Um, Global Championship Wrestling. Oh no, is it? Garrett's saying he's he's working on it. Apparently, I didn't read the article actually, but I saw I saw a headline <laughs> go up saying, "Yeah, Jarrett's Jarrett's working on it. It's not over yet, so get your Bitcoin ready to buy some gold." You There's said it only... right there. Jer- just Jarrett's working. <laughs> That's it. There's only one defunct promotion that we all want to see come back. I think we all oh. know what it is. Five star wrestling. <laughs> I'd be there straight away in the arena. If we weren't barred, I don't know if we'd be allowed after some of the things we've said, but you know. I thought you were going to say WCPW. I thought no, you were no, going to say WCPW. No, well. five star wrestling. Right? I, agree. I agree. No, no, not that. My time schedule, the schedule was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> None of that. As fans, though, I'd be up for it. Ray Mysterio what, for a fiver. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which one? Was, WCPW. It was Del Rio, wasn't it? Sorry? Was this five-star five or WCPW? WCPW, they got a load of flack, didn't they, for... Um, I say they, I guess we uh, got a load <laughs> of flack for um, uh, having... It was. I think it was already announced that the tickets were a fiver, and then at the time, before anybody knew he was a, an awful man, Del Rio um, became available, and they just chucked him on the card, and tickets were still a fiver because you can't put the price up, I guess. Um, and then they got loads of flack for it. I remember someone took Wait, a picture. Flack for, sorry to interrupt. Flack for what? Flack for the Del Fiverr, Rio not or? for the Del Rio at the time. People yeah, well, would, people well, would flack for what? Having a Fiverr ticket? Yeah, because it was um, it was underpricing imports like that undercutting. other promotions couldn't yeah. compete oh. with. So, oh, okay. I remember once one of the cool wrestling Twitter fans, the ones who were fans of promotions that have since aged worse than WCPW. Um, not that I'm <laughs> smug about that or anything. Um, but one of the cool wrestling fans... You know, uh, where was I here? Took a picture at one of our meet and greets of uh, the line for Minoru Suzuki. And there was like two people in the line because we were more of a gateway. We were more casual, weren't we? And that was fine. But he took a picture like, look at this. And presumably ourselves, we had bigger cues than that. And I remember getting really annoyed about that. But My understanding I is that was taken understand. right at the uh, at the beginning of the fan fest as well, when was hardly it? anybody was there. They uh, because I, I mean, I, I, was, I was at the table with you, and he had a pretty decent queue, if I remember correctly. But was that that whatever. day? Was that yeah, yeah, got, it was that one. Got, yeah, he had a, he had a decent queue throughout. Of course, he did. He's Minoru Suzuki. People were buzzing to see him. Was that, was but, that when we got the pizza? Yeah, it was it when we got the pizza. Me, me, it was just me and you. Because we met that little kid. He was only like two years old, and he was buzzing to see us. Probably didn't understand what was being said on the video. Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, great time. I remember great times. when I think WCPW and Minoru Suzuki, it's the greater crime 
who come out in uh, Northumbria Uni, Russ and Joe Coffey, I believe, and then them fading out his music before it got to the chorus. Ooh. And that that was worse than, you know, when they crucified Sandman and ECW, as far as the, <laughs> the, the, the cool wrestling people on Twitter. That like, could have been my doing, because sometimes I it was trying to fade them. No, no, I'm, I'm not necessarily. It was it was either me or somebody who I, I, I won't name, because it, it might have been, but he would have probably known better, and I probably wouldn't have known better. So that might have been me. But hey, they weren't charting it anyway, according to those Twitter accounts. So it doesn't matter. The, the, that, the thing, yeah, you, you are right. No one in the crowd was like, "I can't believe you didn't play his full." No, no one said anything. They yeah, didn't do it themselves. It, it wasn't like Road Dogs. Oh, you didn't know that day because, as they you were... said, as you said, Jack, uh, WCW was a gateway drug. Yeah, so. they were there to see Martin Kirby and Adam Pacitti. Yeah. Exactly, and fair play to them because mm. what's Minoru Suzuki ever done? Yeah, yeah. Who do you ever beat? <laughs> Uh, that was the news that we managed to fill out a lot longer than we would have. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I, I'm indifferent. Because uh, <laughs> no. everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. Ah, Now it's our one favourite segment, the Hall of Fame. And in condescending order from last week, Vanessa Carlton, 12%. Guess who that was? I can't imagine. That was me. The Josh fight, aka when all the Joshes of the world united to see who is the ultimate Josh. And it was some kid who was very happy to meet Pachiti, even though I don't, didn't know is what he was saying. The, is that the pillow fight thing that they do? Or like, oh no, like foam tubes. I think I saw something yeah. about this. It was a Facebook thing that got out of hand and it actually happened, right? Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Okay. And the clear winner, though. Ross's favourite of mine, Long Boy the Duck. Mm-hmm. Good. The biggest duck you've ever seen. 62 whole percent for that. Wow. So well done, Ross. Yeah, I thought people really would have been a bit more into Vanessa Carlton. She's a thousand miles woman, right? Yes. Great song. Really it great was, song. It was actually relevant because Vice had done a documentary on, they do a series on like old cult songs like Blue Dabba Dee Dabba Die, The Thong Song, Shaggy's Wasn't Me. Um, Love that. Papa Roach's Last Resort, and the most recent one was on A Thousand Miles. And she came across really well. She seemed like a really nice and intelligent oh, nice. woman. Yeah. Not good enough, though. Yeah. <laughs> not, she's not a big duck, so, you know. Yeah. We, it turns out we didn't miss her. Da, 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 da. So, Pachiti, as Ross's replacement this week, what have you got for us? I've already mentioned it. Um, I'm going Rogue Traders. Matt mm. Allwright's, um <laughs> Well, it was originally a show of itself. Um, uh, and then oh, it was big controversy, right? Because it turned out that um, Matt Allwright's co-presenter, who didn't really say much. His name was, I think it was Dan Pentiago, but I'll be corrected in the comments if I'm wrong. From AAA. It, it, it turned out he was a um, he was a rogue himself and he hadn't been declaring his BBC earnings. Uh, 20 grand and he got taken to court and they kicked him off the show obviously because you can't have a rogue busting rogues ludicrous um and uh, and then it it was um integrated into another brilliant show watchdog but the highlight of watchdog is always rogue traders if you're unfamiliar i'll give you a quick rundown of how it works um they will receive heaps of complaints about um dodgy companies who overcharge for work do shoddy work whatever they will then um acquire a house cam it up 
um, hidden cameras everywhere, and then they will invite those um, rogue traders to come and do some work and see how they do. And they will present generally a very, very simple problem. Like it might be uh, a locksmith and keys snapped off inside, and it should be easy enough to just get out with a pick. And then the locksmith comes out. Oh, that's a bad one, that. They drill the locks out, put a new lock in, and they'll charge him 300 for a 60-quid job or whatever. So um, this week on stream, I watched one about um, some some roofers who came in to do some very, very easy jobs. And then they were, like, spraying it down and all that and uh, saying they were doing things that they weren't, like, protecting it against um, moss and fungus or whatever. Um, and just not taking care of themselves, like they're walking around, no health and safety precautions. And then this is where it gets good because people in the first 15 minutes weren't really into it. Then they sting them. Um, and Matt Allwright will come out and be like, oh, you're a rogue. You're a rogue, aren't you? Why have you been overcharging customers? What have you got to say for yourself? And he'll chase them all the way. He does this great thing where they always get in their car and he positions himself in front of the door so they can't close it. And he did it like four or five times. He's going, do you want to get away from my door, mate? And Matt Amari just goes and stands there. So what have you got to say? What have you got to say? And it's, it's just the best high drama TV, but it's also really mundane in a way because it's just like, it, it's it's not like nobody's pulling knives and guns. It is just him bothering people, but in, in such a good way. The, the most dramatic thing that ever happened was um, they couldn't get in contact with one of the rogues. They waited outside court for him and then the rogue came out after being found guilty of ripping people off. I think that was the criminal charge. <laughs> <laughs> convicted of ripping people uh, anyway he uh he came out with like a lucasade bottle uh and lobbed it in matt's face or the liquid inside oh. it was piss threw oh. piss all over him and it got can in his we mouth say that and... word in the podcast yeah you can say piss i think can't you so okay. you were it was, it was you i've said it anyway okay. um and uh it was because matt all right was going oh that's a bit salty that's a bit salty no. and he was like is, was that, is that that better not be your rhyme um, and it, it it was. It's just the best TV. I love stuff like that. Anything with like uh, fake Britain's really good. Don't get done. Get Dom. Just that's that's my my favourite TV. My friend uh, gave me a login for BBC's Redux service, which is like the company's thing. I probably shouldn't talk about it. Whatever. It was ages <laughs> ago. Um, and uh, she gave me the the login for that. And uh, I, 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 you've got a wealth of stuff on there. There's like 30 years plus of everything that BBC has ever produced or aired. You can download it all. All I did was get Rogue Traders and then log out. Uh, that's all I wanted because it's so fun. There's not because I asked you to see if there was something on there. Not for me to get, just mm. to see if it was on there. And it wasn't. It wasn't, so, no. It's it, it, The older stuff tended to not be on there, but anything was, from the last 20 or so. I know oh, no, it was quite that, recent, your thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm in my 20s. This, yeah. was, um, this was the murder game. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I remember that. Yes, yeah. it yeah. was yeah. quality. Oh, it's all right. I found a dodgy YouTube channel that had all the episodes on. Made my girlfriend watch them all in like two nights. It was fantastic. Is it good? Oh, so scary. It was a bit rubbish and it had aged badly, really badly, but it was fantastic. Yeah. If we, yeah, if, we, oh, if we can, sorry, if we can possibly, you know how me and you, Adam, we're going to do like some robot wars watching mm. or whatever. Can we actually prioritize the murder game first? Yeah, sure. Uh, the only thing I'm worried about is that Twitch might go on Wikipedia and look up who like the killer was. They didn't do that for, um, I did all of, oh, what's it called? Raven. Um, mm. And we were all back in this guy called Warjo. The and little they tank. Did, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
uh, little Warjo Dozovic. <laughs> um, and he uh, he he didn't win in the end, but um, nobody ruined it in the chat. They're a good <gasps> bunch, aren't they? They're a good bunch. I would yeah, we love can do it. that. But I, I guess the, the same with Robot Wars. I don't remember who wins each series, but I imagine a lot of people will know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did one but the other day, which was Robot, um, Robot Wars is more about the journey than the destination. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and I did I did one the other day with uh, Mo Farah on the Cube, and I just said because everybody knew, like he'd, he'd done it once. He's the only person to win it in UK Cube history. Mo Farah. Yeah. I don't like it. There's something about him I don't like. Oh, I thought he was really likable. I don't know anything about him really, but he was was so charming. And he did it with like six lives or something left as well. He was amazing. Anyway, I just went at the beginning. By the way, he wins it here, but it is about the journey. So, yeah. yeah. I I don't know what it is, but it's a really unjust dislike. I've got no basis for that. I just, I think, I think it was when he was, it might have been the 2012 Olympics where it was like him and Bolt and they were the two lads, but Usain Bolt was just so much cooler. And I was like, oh. Usain Bolt is cool. I, I didn't know what the Mobot was. Everybody was telling me about the Mobot. Yeah, it's, it's rubbish. Just, it is it's bad. It's nothing to do it? with the robot. Well, no, it I, just... Yeah, that's... Maybe that's why I don't like him. Fantastic a, athlete, obviously, you know. Second yeah, Steve Taking Graham. nothing away from his accomplishments, yeah, but the Mobot is pathetic. Well, it's not a robot. No, grow it's up. <laughs> grow Good job up, on the cube, Farrah. though. Your biggest accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so, what was your Rogue Traders Rogue, yeah. Traders, Rogue Traders really great show and if, if you haven't seen it there are loads of episodes on YouTube I'd really thoroughly recommend watching it and I'm going to be doing a lot more of it on Tuesdays as well it's my favourite Star Wars film as well just sounds a bit Star Warsy, doesn't it yeah. see I enjoyed watching Rogue Traders as a kid but it did ruin the idea of builders or any tradesmen doing anything because i just assumed after watching hours of that that they were all dodgy yeah it's really hard isn't it so i've been getting some work done on the house um and so i got um i've been using checker trade because it's like independent reviews and everything and then i said to sam oh man this stuff's cost me a fortune i had some guy to change the locks three locks and it was more complicated than he made out, but it was like 300 quid. And I was just like, oh man, this is awful. And I, I, I went to Sam, I don't know what to do because I don't know anyone up here. People probably aren't going to give me a great deal when I sound like a Tory either. Like I'm not one of the lads. <laughs> Nobody's going to go, oh, knock your 50 quid off me or whatever. They, they're just hmm. going to like rinse me for what I'm worth. Um, and and Sam went, oh, you should uh, you should join the Freemasons. So over the, over the weekend, over the weekend, I applied to be a Freemason. No, what? Because I I don't know what. So I'm going to be no, in the Masonic Hall. No, I got a reply. Let me no, let me find it. Let wait, me find it. Wait, wait, the guy wait, got back to me. Wait. So I don't really know what they do. My understanding is it's not a cult. It's a collective. Uh, oh and it's God. that you can be of any religious denomination. You've just got to like believe that. in a superior being. Yeah, you that's it. Be, oh, yeah, I've got yeah. it here. Look, becoming a Mason in- inquiry. Hi, Adam. Thanks yeah, for your email and interest in becoming a Freemason. I've attached some further information for you. He forgot. He didn't do that. Uh, if you can let me know the best days slash time to contact you, I'll give you a call and we can discuss further and answer Mate, any questions you may no, have. Adam, Apparently, it's 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 quite cheap to join. It's about 100 quid for the year. And Adam, I might save that on building costs. And I get a fancy <laughs> ring. Adam, wait. <laughs> Wait, please. Bless you, Matthew. Adam. Bless you from a mason. Means more. So. Bless bless you, you, my son. Carry on. So my dad's a Freemason, right? Is he? Yeah. Um, I asked him why he joined because he doesn't seem particularly, you know, you've got the stereotype of what Freemasons are like. He's not like Mm. that at all. So I was like, why have you, why did you join it? And he went, honestly, just to find out what it was about. And he is well into like, 
the history of the Jews and and the history of various like Egypt and all that sort of stuff from that time. What does that have to do with it? Is that well, part, I, well, I thought it was just well, a social I don't know. I don't, well, I don't know. I'll let you know. He hasn't told you. know, you can't. Otherwise, you'll get found on the beach with your tongue pulled out or something. Um, oh, am I not even meant to be talking about this now? I was thinking of making a little video about my journey to become <laughs> no, a, a Freemason. That's the very opposite of what you can do. Yeah, because yeah, I looked on YouTube and I, nobody's done it. I thought, oh, okay, I'm onto a winner here. Maybe that's also, why they haven't done it. You know, it's not just like a breeze. I, I believe that the, the, the induction into Freemasonry takes a while and there's different ceremonies you've got to learn. Like, I've got nothing else going on. <laughs> To be honest, and it, it, honestly, if it saves me some cash in, in doing, because I would need the, the the conservatories falling apart. Basically, I didn't realize when I moved in, but the doors this, coming off and this everything. Is be- this is like you're like a sitcom character, so the man who became a Freemason to save on building. <laughs> It's not a bad idea, though. <laughs> hey, you can blame thing. Sam for this. Sam, Sam convinced me this is a really good Why? idea, and I think it probably is. <laughs> Why? Because a lot of tradesmen might be Freemasons as well. Yeah, everyone knows someone, don't they? Right. And I, 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 I wouldn't go in there and be like, oh, who's a builder here? I would just sit down at, 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 for dinner <clears> um, or whatever we do in the in, in, having drinks or whatever. And I was just going, oh, so, well, yeah, you know, sorry I'm a bit late. My uh, conservatory door's basically hanging <laughs> off at the moment. And you, oh, you want to talk to Roy? He's he's the old wo- white bloke there. And I'll go, which one? Because it's all old yeah. white blokes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll get it done for like 40 quid, cash in hand. That's all I want. Would you? Would you... Sorry to just welcome to the Freemasonry Weekly Podcast. Um, would you? Um, because I asked my dad because he doesn't go anymore. He's a rubbish Freemason. Like he was never. Like he just. I think. I think when I was about three, he stopped going. Mm. Just because, like. But he's still one, a member. Yeah, I think you are. That's it. You got to pay a yearly fee. Well, then no, he's not. But I think he's still. Oh. If someone asks him if he's a Freemason and he says yes, I don't think he's lying. Does he know the handshake? Yeah, I'm guessing so. Okay. He says that I wouldn't he, mind hanging out. He says that when he, he's not, he's a he's a carpet salesman. Not yeah, a, no, but I do need some flooring put in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you'll just know that from you'll just know that from me. When, I'm yeah, but it's probably double mate. discount if I'm Jack's mate and and a mason. Remember, my dad provided the underlay for the wrestling ring. I do, yeah, that was a quality bit of that was great. A good, good bit of underlay, that good bit yeah, of underlay. Oh, yeah, cloud nine. I bought the yeah, wrong the underlay. I've got a guy coming in to do the flooring, actually. Uh, and I bought the wrong thing. It. Yeah, I, I, I wish I, I I booked him. And then I was like, why didn't I speak to Jack about this? It's because I've got herringbone flooring putting in. I didn't realise it's like a nightmare to, to, to lay or whatever to fit. Remember, um, but I wish I'd spoken to you. I remember thinking, oh, man. As my dad pulled up at the back of the O2 Academy and like brought in the underlay. And I was like, my dad's about to meet Dragon Izzy. I just thought, what is this? <laughs> what an honour. My two father figures are colliding. <laughs> um, I've got I've got no nomination this week, but I think I've expanded on yours enough that I'll just nominate like underlay. There we go. Under, I'll nominate underlay. I've not the, got the anything. concept of or um, yeah yeah the concept of underlay. It's gonna win. Yeah. Nah, vote underlay. Matthew, oh is that it? Is Sorry, really we went that, off on one there. I don't think you've said a word for about five no, no, minutes. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. You two agreed yeah. together. It's just, I was just like, after all that, like, oh, I'm become a Freemason and it's going to be great, especially the bit where, I, where I'm reading it and going, all right, do this, do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't mention it to anybody. <laughs> oh. Well, I haven't oh. signed an NDA or anything yet. As soon yeah. as they tell me I'm not allowed to talk Sign about it. Sign an NDA. That's fine. But yeah, you can tell. For what it's worth, sorry, my dad does really enjoy the Stonecutters episode of The Simpsons. 
He That's says, what I'm hoping it's like. Says, Little aliens says, and that. Well, he doesn't drink. Tom Selleck's so, in there in the Jarrow branch. He doesn't drink, so I think that's another big reason he left because he was like, well, a lot of lads just get drunk and it's a bit of a getaway from the wives and all that. And I and he doesn't drink. Perfect. So, yeah, for the eye. That was that was fun. That it is great because it is like yeah, I know Freemasonry like a lot of people. You know, from books and literature back in the day, the secret society, and it was a whole thing you don't talk about it. But now, if you someone on a YouTube video going, "Oh, I'm doing it," it reminds me of all those reports <laughs> that like <laughs> the lodge. Go click. But it reminds me of the stories of a while ago, a few years ago, where like the the mafia in Italy were just like pulling their hair out because the you know their kids and whatever were like, "Hey, tagging myself at bank <laughs> robbery," you know. I'm like, "What are you doing?" Like, just bought this car, don't ask me where the money came from, emoji. And like, no, 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 no. Like, That's 100% going to be me. I'm going to live stream the whole thing. Yeah, Oi, like- Roy, tell him to do a like spike. Come on, <laughs> get the cat excited. <laughs> it's the most genius thing. Live streaming a Mason initiation. My initiation gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> There's Pachita doing the wacky face. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, I got, I got kicked out. <laughs> Gone he sexual. Brings, he, takes, he brings Sam along on the camera. <laughs> it's an apology to the Freemasons, and it's Pachi look at the camera looking all serious. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Oh. Well, it was nice knowing you, pal. Uh, my pick for this week, it's almost the same level. Uh, well, I was inspired by Longboy, the duck. Last week, uh, there was a Facebook post that went around. I'm not sure if it's an old one or not. I just happened to see it last week for the first time. It's a guy taking a photo of something, and the caption says, Right, just to get things straight, this is the dog me dad took a photo of yesterday. Some dope spotted my dad taking a photo of the dog and decided to take a picture of me dad's van and post it all over Facebook, telling everyone to watch your dogs, basically saying he's going around pinching dogs. He took the photo because he couldn't get over how fat the dog was. <laughs> and it says, he's a plasterer, not a dog pincher. And if he was to go pinch a dog, it wouldn't be that fat lump. And I thought, that's an amazing <laughs> caption by itself. Wait till you see the dog. <laughs> that's a loaf of bread, Matthew. I love the, uh, the fact that it's <laughs> low rise makes it even better. <laughs> Zooming in like men in black. Yeah. There you go. Look at the size that's of that. That's a great dog. Was a I would risk my say? reputation in the local area to take a picture of a dog if is that he, was the state of it. He's a plasterer, did you say? Not the the dog isn't. No, the no, person. The take... Oh, really? Does he know much about the Temple of King Solomon? And all uh, that? Uh, <laughs> 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 I'll go, I always the comments and see if they're off. Is there Freemasonry YouTube? It's amazing to think of. It's like I think Mr. they've Mr. got a channel, number, number yeah, nine hundred. The comments a, going, "Shut up, Pachidi." The Newcastle branch has like a trailer. I watched it. I was just out of interest. Um, the, the guy that messaged me, it said he had an Instagram. There's like a link at the bottom to Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram, but none of the links work. I didn't try YouTube, actually. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Provincial Grand Lodge. Um, Northumbria Widow's Son's Easter Egg Delivery. Uh, oh, that's good. Yeah, Christmas they do a lot of charity stuff, don't they? Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I... They, they're they're uh, active on social media, and I could probably head some of that up as well. I, I could I could yeah. I could give them a hand with that if they want to do SEO thumbnails. Yeah, some, yeah. <laughs> I, 
there's a Freemasonry subreddit. I, I had a look on, you know, when you go on a random subreddit, you go like top all. And I just looked at like the top Freemasons. There was just Freemasons posting memes. I didn't yeah. get any, I didn't get any of them. I guess I'd have to become a Freemason. I'll let you know. Oh, I can't. Mm-hmm. No, I can't. Freemason memes, the good jokes, but they have to kill you after they tell you. (laughs) Sorry, Matthew, the the big dog. No, it's all right. I'm enjoying Pachiti burying this Freemasonry shaped hole more and more. Yeah, I'm a bit annoyed that I've probably done myself in here, haven't I? I mean, if any of our listeners are Freemasons, do email in and don't reveal the secret. No, don't, 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 because the risk of their life. No, don't reveal the secrets. Just, um, you know, tell us what it's about. Not. Just the, you can Google what it's about. You just can't know the secrets. You can Google what they do in terms of social and charity work and stuff. Shaq's one. One of the Is top he? posts here, it says, Brother O'Neill, square, plum and level. And he's done a tweet saying, laugh all you want. The Shaq brand has sold over 120 million pairs of affordable shoes for kids. Mm. Oh, that's the logo. Okay, well, oh, imagine yeah. if Shaq's there. That'd be wicked. <laughs> in the Northumberland Lodge. Yeah, when you get asked about Freemasonry, what pe- what my friends think I do is volunteer. What my mum thinks I do is like do spells or something. What I think I do is like a crusader. What society wow. thinks I do is a cult. What I really do, and it's just a picture of a load of old white blokes sat at a table drinking beer. So sounds- it, it sounds all right. It- yeah. Hopefully COVID hasn't messed things up too much and we can get in the pub, me and my mates really soon <laughs> if they'll have me they're not going to have me now somebody will ruin this somebody will email in and be like oh Adam Pacitti's exposing all the secrets about Shaq and that and <laughs> they'll be like no sorry we've seen what you we've doesn't... seen your comments I am serious about joining if you're watching it because like, they're, they're, they're listening right now they're listening to everything uh, yeah that's how they work there'll be someone watching this who is a Freemason oh yeah I mean this Freemasonry group on Reddit's got 38,000 followers it's it's something like two hundred thousand just in the UK. It's 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 a big cult. I wonder how many. <laughs> I wonder how many of them are like lapsed ones, like my dad. Do you think it's like being a wrestling mm. fan? He's gonna yeah, get back maybe. into it later on. Yeah, I'll be like CM Punk bringing all the. Ca- yeah. your, your dad'll be into it's it. Back, <laughs> yeah, yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I well, next be... week, Puccini will join Fight Club and then tell everyone <laughs> how it was. But until then, your three picks for the Hall of Fame this week are. Uh, Rogue Traders, yeah. a while ago. Well, yeah, yeah, Rogue Traders, the TV show. Uh, Jack, the concept of underlay. <laughs> mm. And mine... Uh, so, yeah, we- check out Frank's Carpets if you're in the Jarrow area and you want to... He loves carpets, him. He yeah. does. I love those adverts. My dad hates it. People, shout it, people shout it when he's driving the van. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, We Fat Dog. We Fat Dog. Yes, I think people decided that was his name. Wow, these three amazing picks can be yours. But for your own safety, I recommend you don't vote for the one involving the (laughs) masonry. Uh, I'm just saying, but you can put your money where your mouth is by going to patreon.com forward slash coldaholic and placing your votes there. This is this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ah, this week in wrestling. Mm. Start with Smackdown. Banker Belair opens the show, but is interrupted by the Dirty Dogs, or the Top Dogs, if you might call. Uh, they're interrupted by the Street Profits, who are interrupted by Bailey. It turns into a mixed tag match, could you believe it, with the Street Profits and Belair getting the win. Yeah, it was a good match. I really enjoyed the match, actually. Um, and I, I I feel like it's it's served its purpose, hasn't it, as far as, like, I, I'm not too into 
dirty dogs versus street profits. It'll be a good match and uh, and all that, but it's 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 furthered Bianca and Bailey, and it's furthered the the street profits and the dirty dogs. So there's nothing to complain about. And it was a good match. A lot of people were sort of talking about this uh, SmackDown being a one match show, um, but I I don't think it it was. Obviously, um, Reigns and Bryan was the the highlight, but actually, I think there was quite a lot to like on this. Yeah, one and a half match show. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And that half match was Nia and Shayna getting attacked <laughs> backstage by an Italian Tamina. They have a tag match and the goodies get the win. Yeah. Just move on. Uh, just, there's, well, there's just so much Nia Jax these days and Shayna Baszler. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. They've got like four feuds going on at once. Yeah, and they all suck. <laughs> we get another Alistair Black vignette. This time he talks about being a loner in school because everybody else built their lives on lies. He says that his father never fed him those dreams, that there's something horribly wrong with all of us. To learn more about Freemasonry, visit... Ask us. So, uh, yeah, more Garth Marenghi skits from Alistair Black. Good to see. It's it's all fine and everything. I'm, I'm a bit sort of burned out with all the um, sort of slightly creepy, vague, Bray Wyatt-esque stuff. I'm not saying it's the same as what Bray was doing, but just these these cryptic promos, they don't really do that much for me. And I really like Alistair Black and I want to be into him. But this sort of thing, it's just like people read loads into what he's talking about, but they don't even know, do they? It's just words. I like the cryptic stuff when it leads somewhere, but mm-hmm. it feels like it's been a while since it's actually led somewhere. So, yeah. They do like the... I was a freak at school and had no friends thing in WWE for her characters because they try and pull it off like because I was this and I was that. What they mean is because I was a wrestling fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that 2K20 cutscene. I can't believe that still. Oh God, I forgot about that. Where your, your, <laughs> oh, no. your character gets beaten up in the cafeteria for being a nerd who likes wrestling. <laughs> But you, you have the last laugh because you go all the way to WrestleMania and win a big fake fight. You was it that career Take mode? That. Or a, was it that career mode or a different one? I remember you telling me that the final bit, the big triumph at the end, is you get a handshake from Triple H. Yeah, yeah. You, you, <laughs> at one point, you got to beat Samoa Joe, who has had a bionic arm installed. It's actually really good. I like stuff like that. I can like if it was on TV, it would be ridiculous. But in video games, it's actually kind of fun when they go proper silly with it. It was all okay. right. It was an all right career mode. Was that the, yeah, the golden handshake's fantastic. Was that 19? Uh, I can't remember now. I think it was not 20. 20. It wasn't... Yeah, no, I think, was it not 20? I thought 20 was where it's all flashbacks because you're about to get inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but I think Samoa Joe plays a part in, in that. I think it was 20. Okay. They all blur into one now, you know? Yeah. Mm. So 2K20 is all a flashback? Like Jacob's yeah, Ladder? Of, yeah, it's weird. The very end, you're on a stretcher at a medical facility. <laughs> I'm looking forward to 2K21. I want to see what they can... Not 2K, 2K22, I guess. Um, I, hopefully, they've sorted it out. No, I think we should make it worse every year. <laughs> Just to see how, see how bad it is it. this year. Exclusively yeah. on Switch. Yeah. Who are you kidding? You're buying this. <laughs> 2K22. Big E faces Apollo Crews, the IC title, and seems to have the match won. But Aziz causes the DQ. Kevin Owens runs out to save Big E from a beatdown. But Sami Zayn also gets involved and helps Aziz overcome them. Aziz hits Sami with a Nigerian nail by way of thanks. Yeah, It's all just a bit formulaic, isn't it? 
Do you know what I mean? There's it, nothing wrong with it. It works <laughs> because you, it, I, I'm just struggling to get excited for Backlash. I'm sorry, WrestleMania Backlash. Um, because it is just stuff that we've seen before. And I can't deal with any more Biggie Apollo Crews. It has to end there. That's got to be it. I thought the Biggie would have already been feuding with like Rollins or someone by now. But yeah. no. He's it would have helped there. him a lot more rather than mm. just getting beaten again because he's not going to win the title back, I don't think, at Backlash if they do do that match, which they surely will. Mm. Yeah, you sort of just want to propel him up the card straight away or they, they should have done, but whatever. Mm. Mm. And the main reason to watch SmackDown. Backstage, Paul Heyman cuts an, impen- an intense promo on Daniel Bryan ahead of the main event. And then the main event happens. Roman Reigns retains a universal title after a great drawn-out match. Afterwards, he looks to take out Brian with a concerto. Cesaro runs out for the save, but Jey Uso restrains him, allowing Roman to hit the concerto on Brian and stand tall. And that's the end of Daniel Bryan. Hell of a match. Yeah, oh, I love the match. Mm. I like I like Brian's matches because it's like tactics. Like he uses it when he's against someone bigger and stronger, especially. It, he gets it across so well. He's just a he's pretty good, isn't he? To be fair, yeah. I like the match with Brock. Yes, when he's doing the animal style. Yeah, <laughs> he did that at the start of it. It was funny. Yeah, well, it's really just... good, and I, I think he's done such a good job of sort of passing the torch to Cesaro. Cesaro's just there, and it just it's it's perfect, really. And I don't think Cesaro's going to end up coming out on top or anything. No, but hope I don't think he. I, I think they're going to save that for Big E. That's why I expect it. Maybe that's why Big E's doing this for a little bit longer. So at SummerSlam, maybe Big E beats Roman. Is it still too soon? I don't know. If either of them won, I'd be fine with that, but. To invoke the spirit of Kevin Keegan, I would love it if Cesaro beat him. I'd love it if both of them beat him. I don't mind. Which would you prefer? Personally, Cesaro, but I, I can understand why people would prefer Big E. Yeah. Oh, they both deserve it. I can't, it's hard to pick. I just I just find Cesaro's wrestling a little bit more exciting, but Big E's personality is more exciting, so either. I don't care. Cesaro with a mouthpiece. Mm, Cesaro Maybe he steals Heyman. Oh, no. Uh, no yeah love the match Reigns and Brian have great chemistry and yeah Brian Brian's obviously great against bigger guys and Reigns is just this ungodly run since Mm. SummerSlam last year so yeah positive stuff and now it's gone fantastic (laughs) Uh, and from one positive to even more positive Monday Night Raw wasn't as horrendous as the past three weeks of Raw have been still quite bad still quite quite bad yeah yeah Alan Beers and Sonya Deville bring together MVP, Strowman and McIntyre. They flip a coin to decide who'll face Lashley tonight. Braun calls tails and wins, and everyone talks trash to each other. Yeah, a lot of this is a little bit out of order because I grouped uh, like feuds together, but they might have played out throughout the episode, if that makes sense, in Bruce Pritchard fashion. Absolutely is. His trademark. AJ Styles and Omos arrive and reveal they've been off celebrating their title win in the Caribbean. They're interrupted by Kofi and Woods, who say that whenever they lose the titles, they always pick themselves back up and win them back. But that's not true in this case, as Styles and Omos successfully defend the belts. It was decent yeah. because like, it was a pretty typical uh, heel promo. They weren't really given much to work with. But one thing about AJ is that people are really ready to praise his wrestling uh, ability, and understandably so, because he's one of the best on the planet. But I think his promos are always really good. I, I think it's helping Omos so much. 
Um, and Omos just does what is needed of him. Like, you, you, they're not giving us too much too early with, with Omos. They're going to sort of, I don't want to say drag it out because that sounds like a negative. He's just doing a little something else each week and it's going to keep people invested, I think, for a long time. I love the guy. I think he's so great. AJ's so surprised. Like, he was, not a, he was never a natural promo when he was, like, in TNA. Mm. Now he's really good. I don't yeah. know where he got that or when that happened. It might happen in Japan. I don't know. Not sure. Yeah. I liked it, but I am good about Kofi's uh, trust fall because it makes sense for Darby Allen to do it because Darby Allen isn't storyline an idiot. But <laughs> Kofi doing it, like, it did it to the outside and it was like, uh, I kind of caught you. And it's like, oh, mm. you're too nice to be doing something like that. <laughs> I'm like Darby. Yeah, Awful. like a nice guy like that. Strapping young lad. We get a vignette hyping the return of, you ready? Eva Marie. Thereby right. vindicating the good people of Cultaholic. Uh, she promises us an evolution. Get it? Not the pay per view. Why we vindicated? Not the all women's pay per view, the um just to play on her name. Because oh, yeah. we reported it and then it never happened and we got called liars. <laughs> yeah. But it was from a source. It was a real story that we'd heard. Who was it? Was it Sean Ross Sapp or was it Ryan Satan? <laughs> no, no, it was our own anonymous source. But we loads of her. It was of our her. story. It was our story. We re- we broke it. Yeah, people were backing up. Apparently, she'd been on the the call sheets and stuff um, backstage for ages, and they've just found a use for her now. So I'm not sure what the delay was. I'm willing to give her a chance for sure this time around. I think people are crapping all over it already, and obviously they are. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how much she's improved and if she can if she can wrestle it. The character doesn't really do much for me. Like the the vignette certainly didn't get me hyped, but I give it a go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> trying to be positive here. There's a lot to dislike about Raw, isn't there? So I'm trying to find yes. the positives. How's it going? I'll just say Eva Marie on NXT. One of the best heel runs I've ever seen. Was it then or was it the main roster when... No, it was the main roster when she had that bloke going, Eva Marie is caught in traffic. She can't be here. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Was yeah. yeah, she was great when she was on the show, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was great when she didn't have to do anything. Yeah. Yeah, Charlotte Flair beats Dana Brooke in singles action and refuses to let go of the figure eight. So Mandy Rose runs down and kicks her off, and then Sonya Deville arrives and Charlotte complains to her about not being in the title match at WrestleMania Backlash. Sonya agrees and makes it triple threat. Rhea Ripley interrupts and says that's not fair, but Asuka also interrupts and calls it crap. And uh, yeah, no, no, Asuka interrupts and says I'm up for that. Oh, but she also said this is and uh, oh uh, yeah, but she loves to fight. No, she does. That's, that's the other bloke. <laughs> the other bloke. <laughs> well, not yeah. I mean, that's that's the Irish bloke. I guess I should have said. Anyway, Asuka's Irish. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they brawl. Asuka stands tall. Then later, Adam Pearce admonishes Sonya for making decisions without consulting him. She claims that she sent him a text, but eventually apologizes. Go on, Jack. Oh, uh, just just that Sonya. I don't get. What, I hope this goes somewhere because. Charlotte just says stuff to Sonya, like, I should be reinstated or I should be in this title match. And Sonya goes, all right. And then that's, that's all that it is. And is she in cahoots? I'd like to think so. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So I was like, oh, okay. Sonya's gone behind Adam's back to reinstate Charlotte after one week suspension. Oh, they're goody, goody. They're together. Yay. And then Charlotte yelled at her. And Sonya was like, oh, okay. That's just Charlotte. She shouts at people that she's meant to be nice to as well. So I didn't get what was happening. Uh, but then on 
the the way on Fox, I think, Twitter. They clipped the bit where Dana Brooke goes for the handspring, handspring, backflip, backflip, and then Charles does a counter. And I don't think it was that bad of a, a spot, but when they highlighted it and then put the caption, oh, wow, what a counter. About 500 people quoted with counter to what? <laughs> because yeah. for, for it to work, she had to stop and then jump up. So if she had done nothing, Dana would be like, da-da. It wasn't ideal. It was a, a strange choice of caption. Never mind. Hmm. Didn't Charlotte? Did Charlotte? Did Dana used to be Charlotte's sidekick? Because she used to be Emma's sidekick. Yeah, and then I I'm pretty that. sure she moved to Charlotte. Maybe she, I don't. I don't even remember I that. I can't remember. I don't recall. Mm. Must have been good. Ms. Morrison cut a promo where they claim they have no choice but to beat the respect into Damien Priest. Priest then beats Morrison. Good match here. Enjoyed the match. I like yeah, how Jack well, it was a good match. But he, but he was wrong. <laughs> Miz and Morrison were wrong. But it was, yeah, it was fine. It was good. It's just another oh. one of those feuds that needs to end at Backlash. Like, it, the, the work's been done and Damien Priest has been elevated and the Bad Bunny stuff, obviously, really good stuff. But I feel like it should have probably ended there. I get why they would want... Do you, do you reckon it's just going to be a handicap match and he's going to beat them both at, at, at Backlash? Ooh. I think it might be. I don't think it'll be a one Maybe. If it's a handicap match, Priest is, well, Priest is winning anyway. Doesn't matter. Bad Bunny might do a run-in. I think he's off getting ready for his world tour. Yeah. I yeah, see. I'm of, the, I'm of the opposite opinion. I think that now that Bad Bunny's not around, they're going to go, oh, don't really about, need you now. About Priest? Yeah. <sighs> Maybe. But uh, they seem to be invested in him, but maybe you're right. Maybe that's just because of Bad Bunny. Because they give uh, a bit of a push to someone, like your friend Mojo Raleigh, and then they're like, where's your bloke? Where's your yeah. pal? Where's your reason for being? Yeah. Oh, he's not here, is he? Cool. I think but we're they, did they call him up? Um, did they like handpick him to be with Bad Bunny? Because then that would um, suggest that they are invested in him. I can't remember the timeline exactly, <coughs> but if, if, they, if they called him up and they cherry-picked him to work with Bad Bunny, then that's that's a good indication that they're into him. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, potentially. But I don't know if that did happen. He's tall as well. He's tall, he's good-looking. Got a deep voice. Oh, I don't find it... Oh, that's a nasty Are you writing your say. profile on him? I find him good-looking. Oh, I think he's striking. You don't fancy him, do you? Not into he's him. not my type. He's not my type of lad. Yeah, I like I like pretty boys, you know? Who's Who do I think is a good-looking... You know what? Cool. I think the... Cole? Oh, Adam. Adam Cole. Adam Cole no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. 100%. The Miz. Good looking guy. Do you reckon? Yes, but then that shows the difference in our types of men, doesn't it? Yeah, I just think he looks a bit goofy. I think he's pretty. Yeah, fair. Yeah. He's anyway. pretty goofy. Yeah. Speaking of pretty men, Drew Gulak insults Angel Garza backstage, pointing out that he claims to be a ladies' man. But never seems to get any ladies. <laughs> wait, wait, that's reminded me. Sorry. One time ages ago, for like a list or something, I was watching a, a, an old, it was the build to, I want to say like a few between Undertaker and Diesel. Did they feed in like the mid 90s? 96, yeah. Yeah. And they're backstage and Paul Bearer's cutting a promo. And he goes, "Oh, Big Daddy, cool! You're not so cool at the moment." <laughs> that's the that's the burn. That's the insult. I was like, "Yes, Bearer, go on." That's what this was like. Yeah, I think Maple did something like that as well with Diesel. Didn't have a good run of it. We went, "Big Daddy, cool! I knew you were stupid, but I didn't realize you were dumb as well." <laughs> <laughs> it's 
like Diesel had to become so aloof when he went to WCW because everyone yeah. was mean to him back in WWF. <laughs> I've been using good insults on me. <laughs> they have a match and Gaza wins with ease. He shoves a rose in Gulak's tights and kicks him in the bum bum. It says here. Did I put bum bum? Oh, he did put that in the bum bum. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what to say about this. It happened. Didn't Can it? Angel Gaza yeah. just get down to NXT or something again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Elias and Jackson Riker look to get revenge on the New Day for their tomato attack last week, but accidentally throw them at Orton instead. And Orton comes out like, ooh, those punks. <laughs> Orton gets a tag match against the pair and wins alongside Riddle. Good. <laughs> Great. They tomatoed the wrong people. <laughs> I hope it leads to a stipulation match. Like a tomato turmoil or something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, early in the night Seamus ambushes Humberto Carrillo during an interview and beats him down later he spots Mansoor signing a Raw contract and challenges him to a non-title match Mansoor accepts uh, but loses the match via DQ when Carrillo runs out to attack Seamus Seamus hits the bro kick on both and stands so tall uh, people are very happy online to see Mansoor having a two year winning streak only to come on Raw and lose immediately on his first night fantastic on his first night he should be fuming with Humberto Humberto's really screaming yeah. over there, causing the DQ. I believed Manso had it in the bag. You reckon he was going to win? Oh. He beat Cesaro before, hadn't he? Yeah, true. But that was in... <laughs> yeah, he did, didn't he? I've got that. That was in his hometown of, of yeah. Jeddah or Riyadh. Yeah. And yeah, he had the moves like Jeddah. But he... <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No, I had a point and it's gone, so let's move on. In her playground, Alexa Bliss says that someone has caught the eye of her puppet, Lily. But it's her secret, or their secret, I should say, and they can't be blamed for what happens next. And then nothing happens. This better lead somewhere, this bit of crypticness. Because this is implying that there's going to be a feud coming. Mm -hmm. So this better lead somewhere. It was background. They're just, they've just given a braze gimmick, haven't they? Yeah, what's what Bray was doing? Bray? The, pup, the puppet was in the background of... Um... Was it Gulak and uh, uh, Angel? But they, no. they used to do that, didn't they, with Bray? The puppets would be in the background. It's like, oh, Bray's going to target them, and then it just doesn't happen because it's the background of, like, R-Truth doing some 24-7 bollocks or something. Um, but it's, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm struggling to care now. I, I, Ooh! About uh, the Alexa stuff. Now that you say that, I feel like we haven't seen the 24-7 belt for a while. It's bad, isn't it? It's not entertaining. Well, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't stop them. <laughs> it's not, yeah. that's not, but the belt isn't innately bad. They've just no, made it boring. They have. The they concept really, really gives have. them so much freedom that they're just not using. I think COVID, I, I don't ah, want to blame true, entirely on true, COVID. True, COVID true. certainly hasn't helped. They could have done some more fun stuff. But even before COVID, it was just the same old bollocks Roll every ups, week anyway. Disguises, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, of course they can't do the 24-7 title. They're, they released half the people in the division. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be between Lily Mansoor and Tucker. Oh, wait, never mind. Oh. Uh, Shayna and Nia successfully defend their blah, blah, blah. Uh, Bobby Lashley wins the main wait, event no, against... no, 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 I wrote oh, this. I hate the women's type division. Go on. I've not got them in front. Um, oh, sorry, uh, Shayna uh, and against Nia Elana and Naomi. Was that it? All right, yeah, cool. Oh. I mean, yeah, but it, was, you it didn't help now. anyone, did it? It was pointless. Yeah. And it was down to Reggie as well, wasn't it? He did the distraction. Reginald... <laughs> Yeah. Again, nothing against <clears throat> majority of the wrestlers in the women's tag division. It's just the matches, the brands, the feuds are all naff. So yeah, yep. 
And we're about the positivity here in this podcast, as you can tell. Uh, Bobby Lashley wins the main event against Strowman, pinning him after a spear. Drew hits both men with claymores and stands tall to end the show. It'll be his Who- turn to face Lashley in singles action next week. Who's winning then at WrestleMania Backlash in that match? Oh, I've already got the buzzwords in there. Who's winning at WWE hmm. WrestleMania Backlash, guys? I think I reckon Lashley's going to return. Return, okay. retain, yeah. I think maybe so as well, but I don't know. As long as know. it's not Braun, I'm happy. Well, I'd like it to be Braun. Why? I think I like him. I think he's a nice man. He's no, he's he's, he's like seven foot. Yeah. He'd be, he'd be good. He's he'd annoying good. though, isn't he? Do you not just fucking no, 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 I don't. I've, I'm, quite ref- I'm quite refreshed with by Braun at the minute. I don't know oh, why. Okay. I know he's been around for a little while now, but I'm quite on the up with Braun at the minute. Oh, okay. yeah. I'm not. Yeah, fair. <laughs> 2017 Braun, absolutely. 2021 yeah. Braun's like, he, he dresses like some American who wants to protest about having guns and uh, turns into a train. Tell you, we'll get on to him. We'll get on to him when we talk about NXT. But there's another wrestler who's changed his look, and it's really weird. But yeah. Oh no, we hate change. So hate yeah. this change. Bye. That was Monday Night Raw NXT. The show opens with the full count, ah, falls count anywhere match between Isaiah Swerve Scott and Leon Wolf. Wolf jumps off production scaffold, but is caught and slammed by the debuting AJ Francis, who's a football player. Mm. I was, I don't know. Uh, Scott wins. Good God, Leon Ruff can take a bump. Yeah, mm. man. He's amazing. I, I really, really like Swerve. And obviously, they're, they're into him. As am I. I think he's had some really good showings lately. Um, and I, I think he's one of those guys, like, you wouldn't necessarily believe him as a top heel on the brand. But with a stable, I think he could be quite good. I think this is actually yeah. going to help him quite a lot. I, I think it's the right choice. Great match as well. I think it was him who did a similar thing in Evolve. Someone, there was a heel who did that and had like a group around them. I feel like it might have been him. And it, whoever it was, it worked for them. Cool. So hopefully. Do you remember once, right, Adam? During the WCPW days, Susie Kennedy came into the office and she, I think part of the team had been out flyering at Central Station. Mm-hmm. And who was in the local area? Probably wrestling another, like an indie or something. But Shane Strickland, a.k.a. Isaiah Swerve Scott and Susie said and I'm naming no names but Susie said to somebody of influence in WCPW Shane Strickland's down at Central Station and this person went don't care and we didn't book him wow (laughs) yeah yeah because I was there Uh, they had the little thing in the train station and they only did it once WCPW oh yeah who was manning that booth there was a booth in the station yeah I I went along at some point and uh, you know I met Matthew's mate Mari who's now my mate and she's a lovely woman so that was oh, nice cool. yeah um, but apart from that I don't remember the day having any value <laughs> Joe, Henry, be, Joe Henry was there being a commuter uh, coming off the train and just seeing oh, Jack look, the Jobber yeah just seeing Jack the Jobber yeah, yeah. and thinking Jesus Christ this is the best day of my life yeah. no uh, just seeing a wrestling stand there with some belts on the table and that it's just so weird isn't it Henry's there going wrestling show tonight guys <laughs> <laughs> but then there was a group of quite laddie lads who walked past Henry said it and then one of them at the back just kind of went you alright and he was like there's always one nice. I tried and I got much less people to get flyers than Henry did 
It's just he's just bigger and cooler, I suppose. He's really handsome as well. That helps. Yeah, probably. that probably helps. Yeah, he is handsome. Yeah, yeah. And he's handsomely cute, so you'll like him, Jack. <laughs> no, he's too much of a big lad for me. He is oh. now. Oh, he's strong. This, he looks amazing, doesn't he? <laughs> so yeah, like, he's he's, he's, he's really... proper beefcake, like Shrek. No, not like, not Shrek. like Shrek. No, not, not like Shrek. Shrek. Like, like, a, like, a, <laughs> like, like an actual strong man. Yeah, like, not like yeah. Shrek. No, not like, like, like Shrek. Like, well, I don't know why I went Shrek like, there. I was watching like, Shrek the other day. He looks fiction. incredible. Yeah, it looks really good. Not like fictional <laughs> ogre Shrek. Shrek's you mean in Shrek 2 he becomes a beefcake, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, that, that yeah, 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 yeah. So not like Shrek. Whoops. I remember that time when Shane Strickland came out to the little WCBW booth because So what did he do? Uh, where, thought, why was he there? I took, that was a good question because he went, oh, I'll be getting on the train or whatever. That'll be going to this place. And I forget where it was, but he was going to Wales. But he wasn't like higher up, wasn't Scotland. So like, how have you... We, we, so we asked him too many questions and I think he only prepared to have a few of them. And we're like, well, why are you getting through Newcastle? Doesn't make any sense. And he had to admit he'd slept through Oh. Up someplace he wasn't supposed to be. Oh, that makes sense, pal. That's such a so I went really random and got him. Yeah. I went and got him a, a pasty from Greg's. And uh, here you go, local cuisine is a photo of me being like, yeah, <laughs> like that. And Shane Strickland, who's like, mm. he took the smallest bite possible. Like, mm, 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 that's lovely. I'll just put that down there and then ran. Mm. So did he did leave the pasty? He, he he was like, oh, that, that, thank you. Yes, I'm, I'm someone who watches what I eat because I'm an athlete. Yes, yeah, probably a so. pasty mint. Cheers, pal. <laughs> I hope he does. Yeah. Hope he does very well. Yeah, me too. Yeah, mm. he did well in this match with his new lad AJ Francis showing up. Mm-hmm. And what else happened? Cameron Grimes beats the newly named Asher Hale, Anthony Henry. Yes, because Evolve's entire roster is either going to AEW or NXT. I don't know anything about Anthony Henry. Who who is he? He was J.D. Drake, who's the star of oh, A.W. Dark's right. uh, partner yeah. in Evolve, made loads of appearances for Dubex Dub. Loved it because yeah, one, okay. one of them is a body guy, who, like a body guy in the 80s, and one looks like a body guy in the 90s. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good to see him. Obviously, he didn't do much here, but I think everybody who's made... Everyone from Evolve who showed up on NXT has had to like lose all their matches or whatever to begin with. So, yeah, just happy for Tom, him. Tom Campbell's quite taken by him. He says, there's just something about him. I think Tom's quite a big fan. Hmm. Uh, when Tom says that, he means because Annie Henry follows him on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Something about him. Later, he tries to celebrate in a private bar, only to find out that the entire venue has been booked out by Ted DiBiase. Phenomenal. I'm loving these. <laughs> Cameron Grimes is the best. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, but he's, he's just so, so fun. His delivery on everything is perfection. Mm. He really gets that. I I, I stumbled there. I I should have just said perfect. He's beautiful. (laughs) I don't know what I'm saying. He's good. Yeah, he really gets that that wacky, stupid, WWE bad guy thing down to a T. Yeah. So the grizzled young veterans cut a promo about the shoes off if you hate Gibson chant. Remember that? Uh, Claim that nobody wants to see the NXT audience's disgusting webbed toes. Brilliant. They lose no. to Thatcher and Champa after Thatcher hits Gibson with Wade Barrett's shoe. Uh, I mean, I like Thatcher, I like the Grizzly Young Vets, but like them beating this to a pulp. Remember that? You know. And right. t- I mean, you you're more familiar with Timothy Thatcher than I am, but I don't see him as Timothy Timothy Thatcher wacky babyface who uses shoes. I know. No. Yeah. Yeah. 
It'd be like oh. Nick Gage doing it. Yeah. Like, yo, MDK, I'm going to hit you with a shoe. Yeah. Who throws a shoe? Oh, stop. What's it. that from? Austin Powers. Austin Powers. Of course yeah. it is, yeah. Yes, with random task. Backstage, Austin Theory irritates Scarlet. I'm not going to say, I didn't, I didn't put down why, but if you want to mention the joke, you can. He went, look, look how yeah. big they are. Are they real or fake? No, no. Your, your, your nails. Oh, man. Man. Austin, laugh a minute theory. <laughs> he and Gargano were trying to get a meeting with William Regal to complain about Gargano's next North American title defense. Later in the night, Regal comes out of his office and reveals that Karrion Cross has requested a match with Theory next week. Cross and Scarlett are in the ring, and Cross mentioned the various people gunning for his title. He's interrupted by Kyle O'Reilly, who still doesn't know how to dress. And, this, um, this is the person who's changed his look, and it's weird. He, yeah, and then <sighs> he's cut off by Pete Dunne. Dunne claims he's the baddest man in NXT, and dares either of them to prove him wrong. He's interrupted by Finn Balor, and it all breaks down at what brawl. Cross clears the ring on his own and stands tall, but is jumped from behind by Gargano and Theory. Gargano lays him out with a North American title, and they flee the building. Lock this on. very main roster. Yeah. yeah. This all Team. happened, I watched it, and I didn't really think anything of it, because it's like, hey, remember that, th- remember that thing they do on Raw every week? Here it is, but with black and yellow instead of black and red. It led to a funny joke where... Gargano and Austin Theory left and then the women in the way were like where are you going we've got a tag title match coming up and then Candice was like oh we don't who needs stupid boys anyway we shouldn't focus on them Loomis is looking through the window and she like shuts the shutters to stop Indy from being distracted which worked but the rest of it I just thought was really like raw yeah well said Jack Mm. Uh, Saray picks up another win early in her NXT career beating Zayda Ramir I'm getting these names right backstage she thanks Zayda for a good match but then interrupted by Tony Storm and Zoe Stark getting in each other's faces Tony Storm and Zoe Stark (laughs) (laughs) so I was thinking Tony Storm she never loses then Zoe Stark oh yeah she Mm. beat her Uh, they're separated and the faces are all nice to each other Storm later cuts a promo on Stark saying she doesn't deserve to breathe the same oxygen as her Mm, well, you totally, shouldn't be doing that during totally COVID tough. anyway. <laughs> oh man, uh, the the kind of the mid card of the women's division at the minute, I think it it's a work in progress. I'll say that. I think Saray's cool. Yeah, yeah, Saray's I enjoyed cool. her. Yeah, Tony Storm's gr- really cool. But, oh yeah, yeah. You know she's weird seeing her in this spot. Yeah, yeah. Just doesn't feel quite right. We, we talked about this last week where Matthew did point out that. You know, you'd go to any indie show in the UK for a while and she'd be there and put on a great match and win. And now yeah. she's she's getting shorter matches and losing half of them. It's sad. Yeah. yeah. LA Knight picks up a straightforward win over Jake Allen. That should be his gimmick. Straightforward LA Knight. <laughs> <laughs> he does the thing. He does the yeah. pin. He does the thing. You know LA what you're Knight. getting. <laughs> That's exactly Eli what he five. says on the tin. I had such a crap pun there. I was gonna go, Eli, Eli, great. Oh. <laughs> Awful. I like that. Have you got a white monster energy as well? Hey. Yeah, I brought it from home. I, I stocked up the other day. Oh, no, is he oh, gone? Not too oh, much energy. No, he's back. He's oh, he's back. back. Yeah. 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 Yes, I'm drinking a monster energy white. They're very tasty, aren't they? 
for me, it's out of necessity a bit more than... I can well, only have one in the morning, because if I have one in the afternoon, I'll be up all night. Uh, so I try and get it all in before 12. I had two coffees as well. Good <sighs> Buzzing, as you can tell. Jesus. <laughs> Let's talk about Raw again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the twice as fast this time. Uh, Escobar and his stable are in the ring, demanding shots. Yay. At the Cruiserweight and Tag Titles. Ooh. <laughs> Kushida answers Escobar's challenge on the Tron and accepts. It'll be a two out of three falls match next week. That'd be great. Get the yeah. cat excited. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Mm. The Pro Wrestling World Cup champion versus <laughs> Escobar. Never forget. <laughs> never forget that he won that tournament. Never. Have you forget. told those? Have you told the story before about yeah. people ringing and going? Does Kushida have to win? People who what? Have you told people the story ringing. on the? No, no, no. People ringing up certain Japanese companies and going, does he have oh. to win? Oh, well, we wanted, obviously, Osprey to win because he was, like, the figurehead of British wrestling yeah. at the time. But we kind of suspected that New Japan wouldn't let him be Kushida. Yeah. And they, and they didn't. So... Because, again, I thought I... I was sure you've said the podcast before when you've been like, does he have to? Is anybody going to change meant, it? And they I were, they were meant... adamant about going, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. yeah, of course they were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh, the New Japan. <laughs> yes. They're finally getting there with Kushida, aren't they? It, it, fool on them, because Osprey's their champion now, and he mm. lost to Kushida from the mid-card of NXT. They'll probably <laughs> bring that up on telly next week, won't they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at what you could have won. Yeah. Beth Phoenix shows a split-screen face-to-face with Raquel Gonzalez and Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes says Raquel is just a mold of a blueprint she created. Raquel says Mercedes might be her first challenger, but she won't be her last. Mm. From the bumper booker cliches there, but I'm still excited for the match. I don't agree with whoever wrote that promo. I don't think Raquel Gonzalez is similar to Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes Martinez, like, technician, like, all-rounder. Raquel Gonzalez is power and strength. Both big, though. Yeah, but yeah. Mercedes Martinez isn't as big. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. It's up, it's up for debate, though. Yeah. <laughs> Shotzi and Ember defend their tag titles in a street fight against the Way. Shotzi climbs a scaffold at one point, of course, to put Indy through the announce table. But Indy later recovers to put Ember through a table with a springboard elbow drop to the outside. I was in like, go on. Yeah. I was really rooting for them yeah. for some reason. Like, go on, Indy. Yeah, no, this is a great match. Um, yeah. Also, they set her up on like a chair pyramid and start her on top. And then she was like, I'm going to dive. And then they did the thing with the fire extinguisher. I'm like, yeah. I think for the best they did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bad, bad idea written all over it. But Indy later recovers to put Ember through a table with a springboard elbow drop the outside. And in the ring, Candice stomps Shotzi's head into a chair for the win and the titles. Yeah. Go yeah. on. Loved all of this. I like all of the four wrestlers in the match, but I was just really pleased for the way. Candice has been one of the best women's wrestlers around for years now. So she fully deserves that, if not more. And uh, and I like Indy as well. She's really good. Indy's great. She's just great yeah. fun to watch, isn't she? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think mean, she's, yeah, really, really like her. She's so young as well, isn't she? Like 22 she? or something. Yeah, she's really young. Oh, she like, loves Might not be that young, future. but she's like, for, for her age, she's unbelievably talented. Right, yeah. I'll check. Indy, oh, yeah. wow. It was class. So NXT, yeah. get in there. I know she's 42. <laughs> she's, she's 24. Championship material. She's 24. She's a Freemason. It's Indy Harbour. 
<laughs> she's Indy Hartwell. She's not good at changing locks. She overcharges. It's Indy Hartwell. <laughs> Indy, rogue trader, Hartwell. <laughs> she shoplifts clothes in change rooms and ruins Twitch streams. It's now. <laughs> AEW, blood and guts. Wait, for anybody who skipped ahead... Oh, yeah. Indy Hartwell isn't actually a shoplifter. I don't know. (laughs) Yes. Those rumours about her being a rogue trader are just (laughs) rumours. Purely speculation. Uh, Don Callis opens the show, telling us that Omega couldn't make them the event, that Nakazawa will face Moxie and Kingston alone. It's all a ruse as Omega attacks them from behind. But Moxie and Kingston still win the match, pinning Nakazawa. Afterwards, the young bucks distract the faces, allowing the good brothers to ambush them from behind. The Elite beat down Moxie and Kingston for quite a long, annoying amount of time. It did go on, didn't it? Really Roughly did. three months, I think, so far. And I know that's the point, but I was getting annoyed. <laughs> yeah, same thing with Kenny later. I know we're going to talk about it in a bit, but Jesus Christ, did that promo drag. Mm. I have a higher tolerance, I think, generally for Kenny Omega's theatrics than Matthew does. But I was getting annoyed at this one. The bit that annoyed me especially was when Callis was doing his whole, Kenny didn't show up to the building. And commentary just immediately went, well, he's lying. We saw him. We saw him. <laughs> I was like, brilliant. Thanks, lads. And then Omega runs down to hit them with the belt. But he does so in like, <laughs> and I think Omega's a brilliant wrestler, but he run, his ambush on them was the most pantomime thing. He comes down like, Ooh, yeah, as if he was like the child catcher, like throwing a net over someone. <laughs> I'm alright with Omega now he's a bad guy in the same way the young books are better as bad guys it's when they were trying to be good guys and I'm like why would I cheer you you're horrible yeah it was that thing that they've got sorted out by the way I've been reading the young books book Um, have you? I'm about 50 pages in for it and it's it explains everything about them (laughs) Uh, how do you mean? they basically succeeded at everything they tried at there's the opening book you know when you read books and there's like this turmoil or there's a struggle you have to overcome there's none of that in this book. Um, it's, we tried this, we were great at it. Uh, we built a ring in our back garden, and then our dad got built us a better one. And then our dad <laughs> bought us a ring. And then I was annoying Super Dragon when I was 14. And then I married my uh, first ever girlfriend. It's all, I did it and I was great. Yay. That book uh, would make me feel awful. Yeah. I, all, I was reading it with people, and all they were all people were going, I hate them even more than I did beforehand. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Matthew. So, but it explains really- so much about them. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. 
With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. You know. That sounds really like a review I once read. I've never read the book, but of, of the autobiography or biography, can't remember which one, of Gaz from Geordie Shaw. <laughs> it was all just like, he was great at football as a kid. He had a huge package. He's a great lad. Way. And I was just like, oh, don't knock like, Oh, yeah, I can relate oh. to that. Yeah. I was going to read that before you said it, Jack. I was gonna... Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. Now, now I'm definitely going <laughs> to. So, yeah, the very likable, relatable young books there. Uh, QT Marshall faces Cody. He kicks out for Power Driver in the crossroads, but taps out to the figure four. Afterwards, Anthony Ogogo walks out and drops Cody with a body shot before coming with the Union Jack. <laughs> so good. Is that the mystery? We're the foreign heels now. We've never, yeah, this has never happened before. Yeah, I, I don't like it. I don't hey, like it. I sparked an international incident. I replied to Co- Cody, did a tweet saying, like, right then. And I replied with a, pic- a picture of David Beckham celebrating his penalty against Argentina. And um, <laughs> <laughs> Cody didn't reply and has publicly said before that I'm the worst person he follows on Twitter. But. <laughs> See, when did he say that? He said it twice on Twitter both times. He's put. <laughs> He's put. Oh. <laughs> do, you, do, do you remember, Adam, how backstage Cody... Bullying's the wrong word, but Cody would... Uh, <laughs> you know, take the mickey out of me a little bit, you know? Yeah, game for a laugh, isn't he? Like, he'd, like, we'd all be... But it was just little psychological digs. Like, Matthew, like, we'd all be... He'd be leaving to get in his taxi to go to the hotel or whatever after one of our shows, and he'd shake everyone's hand, as you do, because it's wrestling. And then every single time he'd be giving people high fives and hugs and being like, great job, man, because it's Cody. He's very, like, charismatic and uplifting. Every single time he'd get to me and he'd go, hi, I'm Cody. And just shake my hand right <laughs> earnestly. Every time for, like, three months. That's really funny. Yeah. Uh, I guess so. Why Why me? Why? Because why? you're his favourite. Was it Was it because I was his? I hope That's so. it. That's it's why like I do it. school, isn't it? You, yeah, you do it to the one you fancy. You, you, yeah. It's because he fancies me. That's it. Yeah. You have that Miz like charm. Thank yeah. you. Cheers. Uh, also, QT Marshall. I thought about this watching QT Marshall. If if he committed a crime, like if he shot the Pope in Vatican City and you saw it and you had to give a description of him, how could you? I, I would struggle because he's one of the most unremarkable people yeah. I've ever seen in my life. I'd be like, he, he was white, he had legs, arms as well. I'd, I'd have nothing. I agree. Uh, There's nothing about him. He's really great in the ring and everything, but he is, yeah, you're completely right. He just looks like a bloke. He's the guy on American comedy shows that has like 17 seasons who's like, he works the factory or something, but his wife's a 10. (laughs) (laughs) Factory workers don't deserve attractive spouses. (laughs) He's got these comedy shows, The Unremarkable Dude, and there's this beautiful outstanding woman. Uh, Anyway. I always found that about Peep Show. Which I know is, oh. is different because it's UK, but yeah, yeah. Jeremy, all the all the women that Jeremy went out with were way more attractive than Jeremy. 
No offense, he's got Robert a charm Webb. about him. I, no, I think Robert Webb's a good-looking guy. I'm not. I'm. He is. I mean, yeah, but I, th- I always felt like they were more attractive. Oh, Big Sue's definitely. Big Sue's. Oh, and um, American. The, the, Russia, the Russian one, the American oh, one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Or something. Oh, the Russian one was the most attractive, in my opinion. What have I done? Where have I sidetracked this? <laughs> no, I um, agree. I agree. Yeah. Although no, Nancy maybe. Oh, they're all they're all beautiful in different ways. They're <laughs> wonderful women, aren't they? <laughs> What is this podcast, man? Oh, we've had the Freemasonry Hour. Now it's the lads hour. But the, respect, <laughs> but the respectful lads hour, though. Yeah. We're being very respectful. Yeah. I know why it is, because you brought up Cody Hayes in here. Now you're like, I'm a man. I like women. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can drink beer. I can, hey, I want to arm wrestle. Uh, um, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky cut a promo from the concourse. I think it was from the concourse. The, I don't know where it was. Is exactly, that what that's called? That up, baby? It's just a bit of the stadium where the shops are. Or the hot oh. dogs and that. Yeah. I didn't know that. That sounds way more cool than I thought it was. Um, Sky says Sting is nothing but a mosquito sucking on the blood of AW, and they aim to squish him. I don't think he used the word squish. <laughs> I just didn't want to use the word squash because it might have implied, like, in a match, but he did that on his arm and, like, we're, yeah. we're going to, you know. I, I like this before going to that. Um, Excalibur was like, oh, here's the clips of uh, Paige and Sky taking, out, taking Sting out of action. As if he was in action to begin with. Like, <laughs> oh no, he would have been here tonight wandering around aimlessly like a confused person trying to find something in Argos, but he can't be here tonight because of these two. Paige talks about the history of Darby Allen and Evolve. Again, take a shot every time Evolve's mentioned on this podcast. Taking credit for numerous injuries. Darby flies out of nowhere and attacks, but the number's advantage is too much. Paige throws him down a flight of stairs. <laughs> Nutter, he, isn't he? I didn't realise that Ethan yeah. Page um, was on bad terms with Evolve. I know Evolve don't exist anymore, but he said something like, yeah, yeah, me and Darby have a long history, but it's a bunch of matches that no one will see. Maybe he just oh. meant because they've closed. Maybe he just meant because they've... Maybe it was like a shot at WWE for closing. For, I don't yeah, know. they can't really... Yeah, it's hard to go, hey, you can go watch Evolve on the WWE Network. You can watch that one show. Yeah, because he did this. Their feud was Ethan Page does 10,000 moves to Darby Allen. <laughs> yeah. Like, puts him in a body bag and then, like, Mike Awesome's him out the ring. And all apparently, the stuff then like, go on. Sorry, I just apparently they had one of the best WrestleMania weekend matches ever. Uh, uh, apparently it's like up there with that crazy Ring of Honor six man that changed the game, or mm. the Dragon Gate lads and that. Yeah. I, I'm gonna agree with you because I was there for it. Were you? Oh. Wow. Was it was it scary? Yeah, it was the first time seeing Darby Allen and thinking, God, I'm bigger than him. And then <laughs> Ethan Page is suddenly like he's like you know normal wrestler Ethan Page and so he wrestles Darby Allen he's Bam Bam Bigelow it's like yeah, yeah big man moves yeah uh, and also Darby Allen his brother who's dressed as him with the face was given out like eight by tens of him afterwards I went oh, oh are you so- a big fan of his and he goes yeah I have to be oh uh, wait he was given eight by tens of Darby yeah for free I think I paid handed him out. But- but I was like, Darby Allen photos. Get him. Get him before, you know, Paige gets to him. Yeah. And now we're back to this. They went, you know what? You know what we liked you doing, Darby? What? What? Winning matches? Looking good? No. Getting destroyed by Ethan Page. He's like, oh, great. Yeah, they're just going to do that again. He must be so fun to wrestle, Darby Allen. Just, it's like wrestling a bag of potatoes or something. You just get to toss him about and just have a bit of a laugh. And then he'll get some offense. <laughs> yeah, you do though. It'd just be, it'd just be great. It's like one of those inflatable punching bags or something. It'd just be, yeah, yeah. I, I, it'd be a joy. Yeah, he's like that. He's like that. Uh, the doll that Kenny Omega wrestled. 
the, the most you're going to have to do is catch him. Easy. With one hand. I love Derby. I think he's... he's, he's I, don't, I don't know if we could... Are any of us strong enough to convincingly throw Derby? I know yeah, he'd me. jump for you, but... We'll get him next time he's available. How much <laughs> does he weigh? How much does this... I don't know. As much as a dog, Adam. Uh, Derby. I think I guess that every week on Twitch. Will this not be his kayfabe weight? Kef- yeah, kef- it might be fairly close, though. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't say. Oh, no, 170 pounds. Oh, that's that's more than I He's thought, lighter actually. than that. He's got to be lighter than that. Yeah. Surely. We'll take I the new pads off. I can't remember. I interviewed him, but I can't remember. He was shorter than me, but I can't remember how big he was. Uh, what a great podcast Can, could we throw Dar- be the, that should be the big question <laughs> no, of the week that was a really funny day I just interviewed Rikishi and all of his fam and they were all bigger than I thought they were going to be what like, good Rikishi- ones like Roman and Jay and that yeah like and Jimmy so. well not that the, like Tonga Kid and oh. all the lads <laughs> but no there was the good, the good one from MLW uh, Jacob Fatu was there Oh, nice. He's great. They were just all much cooler than me and bigger. Uh, It's a shock. Well, (laughs) Rikishi big. They're big lads, aren't they? I I never thought of Rikishi as tall when I was a kid. How tall is he? Like 6'4 or so? No, no. What? No, Rikishi, I'd say he was probably like 6 foot, 6 foot 1. Okay, right. He was a good couple of inches taller than me and then, yeah. yeah. He's 6'4 if he sits down. Britt Baker faces Julia Hart, and it says here, no relation. It's a squash match with Britt pulling Hart up for a pinfall attempt to win with a locked jaw instead. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Next up is the four-way number one contender tag match, SCU versus The Acclaimed versus Jurassic Express versus Varsity Blondes. And I'm glad you put this here. Max Caster's opening rap includes 10 Varsity Blondes. They'll be on Dark Side of the Ring in 10 years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you know who's in Varsity Blondes, Adam? Brian Pillman. Junior. Junior, yeah. What, what do you mean? Do I know who's in Sorry, sorry I, I don't know. Oh, you did live stream reactions, of course. I do watch it as well. Sorry, yeah, you're a wrestling fan. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Pleasure. Yep. I think this was all right, but they've kind of telegraphed SCU being the people going to win because they did the promo with the Young Bucks. They're also the number one ranked tag team. It's like, who's going to win the full way for the title shot? I'm like, oh, it could have been going to win. Didn't you, hmm? I, I'm sure Jack mentioned that you thought the acclaimed was going to win this one, and there was going to oh, be. Oh no! Bit... Why would you bring that up? Sorry, you just I owe Jack money now, don't I? Oh and wait, what? Like, it was it a bet? Well, it, was, it wasn't an official. We didn't know. We don't have to. No, I have to buy my bets. Don't 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 try and. Okay. How much was money? it? It was a fiver. Fiver, huh? A fiver. Yeah. So on Pachiti's, uh way of doing things, I'll give I'll give it to you October 2023. <laughs> I forgot. Right, I gave. I've done it as soon as I. You're all right. I. I I wasn't oh, trying was to welch. Mustafa Ali bet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Remember him? Mm. Raw doesn't. Uh, so, yeah, here's me talking about how obvious it was SCU were going to win, even though last week I bet on the acclaim. <laughs> I'm a complete hypocrite. Don't pay attention to anything I'm saying. Any thoughts on this match, Jack? Um, to be honest, oh, it's all gone quiet, lads. Are my headphones still? Yeah, no, they're, they're on still. Um, I honestly, this was the one that I kind of, it blew by and I didn't pay much attention. I think I was starting to get tired by this point. So I don't actually know how how good it was. But It was fun. I will, I will it's exactly what you'd expect, basically. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it is what it is. But not in a bad way. It was it was good. And SEU was cool. 
The rap, the rap was good. Yeah. As well. He's good. They're both good. I like both of the acclaimed. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Come for the entrances. Go on Twitter during the match. <laughs> and don't worry, the, the next bit will lift you up. Uh, Kenny Omega is out with Nagasawa and all his titles. Uh, Shivani announces that he'll defend his title at Double or Nothing, facing, oh, well, this makes sense. It should be Kingston or Moxley, right? Because you're with them. No, the winner of Pac versus Orange Cassidy. Omega writes off Cassidy's chances, which brings him out for a stare down. Omega says Cassidy isn't championship material, takes his sunglasses and puts them on Akazawa before leaving. This, that, uh, I've, ri- I've written that in a few uh, words, but that took a lot longer, actually, than... It did, didn't it? Yeah. Wouldn't saw... be thinking so sort of negatively about this had it happened in the first half. Everybody was desperate for the Blood and Guts match to start by this point. And this just dragged and dragged and dragged. It was it was so tedious. And then it came back, and bloody Miro's out there as well. Thankfully, yeah. kept it short and sweet and really good. But there was a, a really unique, yeah. Well, at first I saw. I think it was V One maybe from OSW making a good point on Twitter. It might have been him saying that they should have done this after Pack versus Orange Cassidy, assuming Orange Cassidy's going to win, because it's made it very obvious that Orange Cassidy's going to win now. He might not, but I'm mm. guessing that he will. Cause, it looks like it, doesn't it? So why didn't they do this after? But anyway, and also, the other thing I was going to say was, this, this and the Miro promo, they were both had a very unique shot that we've never seen before because it was next to the War Games structure and there was like darkness behind it and a bit of the crowd you could see and like lights. It reminded me so much of Gladiators. It was fantastic. <laughs> like when they're about to go on the travel air or whatever, it looks so much like that. Yeah. The Travelator. The Eliminator. No. The Eliminator. Yeah, so yeah, is yeah. that the, the uphill treadmill bit at the end of is the Is that yeah. just the Eliminator? Or is, <coughs> or is that the, the whole round? Right. Is the whole uh, thing? Oh. Maybe. Maybe. I can't remember. I, thought, I, thought, I genuinely thought you were getting the Eliminator mixed <coughs> up with Travel Lodge. Mm. <laughs> no, uh, no. Yeah, you're tra- right. Travel Lodge. <laughs> you're right, Jack. It's really obvious Orange Cassie's going to win. So do you want to do a five-pound no. bet? Well, at no. the acclaimed win? <laughs> I think it's a curveball. I think it's a curveball. I reckon they're going to do pack Omega again. I don't. And no. I'm willing to stake five pounds on it, Adam Pacini. No, I don't, okay, don't believe that much. We shouldn't start doing this regularly, to be fair. Yeah, like, I, I agree. <laughs> the loser. No, um, Pacini will need that for his new carpet after he joins the Masons. So. <laughs> I find I enjoy AW more the less I worry about the booking. Otherwise, I'm like, this is just weird. Mm. And speaking of weird, outside of the weird thing of gone oh the blood and guts matches over the years wow remember Tully Blanchard was in the first blood and guts match mm-hmm. like, no that, that that's not going to work but alright uh, this delivered the pinnacle took on the inner circle in a very intense and bloody main event notable moments include Sammy hitting a van terminator Santana gouging MGF with a fork FTR bleeding all over the place early on and Hager and <laughs> Hager and Wardlow brawl like E. Honda and Zangief at one point Kind Thank of coped you. the job. That was for you, Matthew. It was. I, I, I took it. Uh, once all men have ended, the inner circle are fully in control. So Tully Blanchard attacks the ref and unlocks the cage, allowing MGF to escape to the roof. Jericho follows him up in exchange submissions, but neither man will quit. MGF gains control of the Dynamite Diamond Ring and threatens to throw Jericho off the side of the cage. The inner circle surrender, but MGF tosses him off anyway. <laughs> I didn't put that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thought I'll wait you till you're drinking. Yeah, this this gave me everything I needed. All the blood and guts, and don't call it war games. Stuff I was expecting. Sammy looked great. FTR looked great. Yep. Wardlow looked great. Everyone yep. got a chance to shine. 
I, I think the, the the before we get on to the the crash mats and all that, I think the um, Sammy giving up could have been made a bit of a bigger deal out of. I don't know if it was camera work again or anything like that, but he just sort of went like that, and I couldn't work out if he had done so. Maybe he could have been a bit more panicked. But oh, minor I, heard him t- I heard him say it. Oh, okay, right. I'm I'm blabbing be because you were, the top of it. Might as well. because yeah, you were streaming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do tend to miss things. Um, but yeah, it was good. It's a shame about the few little botches, but it was it was really brutal. And then it 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 melted. Um, wrestling Twitter and everybody had a yeah. great time. Yeah. I, so I, I I put a tweet out immediately after the event, just saying like. Um, oh, I can't even remember the wording of it. Like, because there were people in the in the live chat, and I saw people on Twitter, which is since like people have been saying that no, these people didn't exist. But I'll, I saw them, right? Uh, people saying they should have done that properly with Jericho, or they should have done a proper bump with the likes of Sammy or something like that. Um, don't get me wrong; the 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 the, the shot was. Um, crap the the camera work was was rubbish and they should have done a way way better job with the 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 set and the stunt itself like even if they just sprayed the underside of the cardboard steel great stuff it would have looked a a bit better um but I, i i don't know i i still think it was a an impressive bump i think people have been especially hard on it and unfairly so and this isn't me just being like oh give AEW a chance this is like i i still think it was Quite I couldn't. I wouldn't have done it. Right, uh, falling backwards off a and thing. Th- think of the last time that we're like pretty much every time that we get a big bump like this. It might not be quite as obvious, but you can always tell there's a crash mat there. And I, I would much prefer what we saw than like was it Jeff Hardy and Umaga where Jeff did the swanton behind the truck. That's oh, rubbish. Yeah. I don't like. I, I'd, I'd much. They they should have done better. They should have done well, better. But I, I was I was annoyed that people were were essentially painting me as a liar for saying these people don't exist. When um, you saw when, it, when I literally saw yeah. it with my own eyes. Um, also, have you seen people have been tweeting the uh, the replay angle they used? Much wider angle from like parallel to the top of the cage from a bit far out, and it looks quality. Yeah, it looks production really let good. it down. Produ- it, it yeah. was still I, I I still enjoyed it, and I don't know. Man, Andrew. everything that happens in wrestling, especially in in the past month or so, or maybe a bit longer, but it seems to be all the more devastating and all the more like like it just it, wrestling Twitter seems to melt down every every yeah. week now about things that are ultimately so inconsequential and d- d- it's just a, it's a pretty minor thing. If that took away all your enjoyment of everything that you'd seen before it. Then I, I think you need to reassess if you if you're really into the into the show because it was I, I I don't know I liked it Matthew what did, what do you think I think you summed up a lot of the things I was thinking uh, wasn't the bump itself I had any issues with landing on a safety mat obviously no issues with people commenting on my, the Bodge Mania Facebook going oh what well, did you want them just to throw them out and to land on concrete and die I went no no. That's, I mean, that'd be a hell of a way to end the main event, sure. But <laughs> um, but no, it, it's not him taking the bump on the big safety mat. They've done it before with Sammy take, landing on that giant thing when they did the Matt Harley brawl. It's It was production showing it and making it really yeah. obvious it looked like that. Yeah. WWE have done these spots uh, during the Thunderdome because they can get away with it. We're like almost all press slam a dude over the guardrail under the things. And they never show the, react- the, the splat because obviously yeah. there's a big mat there or something. That's fine. It's like, all right, whatever. It's just the production. It's like Triple H versus Undertaker, WrestleMania X7. Oh, no. He just chokes them to hell, to hell, and hell by way of the wacky warehouse secret <laughs> part that was seen there. So it's just production. But you're right. I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, with the botches and stuff, I'm like, oh, yeah, that 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 could have been better. 
Mm-hmm. All right, move make, on. Make no mistake, though. I know, I, go on. I, I know the vast majority of people were complaining about the production, but make no mistake that there were people um, saying that they want to see those bumps done properly a la Mick Foley, right? There is still a, a, a section of fans who want to see those things done properly. Whether or not it's Jericho or Sammy or whatever, they want to see big, big bumps. Um, and so, I don't, I don't know. I, it, uh, I, I enjoyed it and it didn't... It was a bit naff at the end, but it was still good enough. And unfortunately, with this all of this discussion, it's taken a lot away from the really great thing about it, which is how evil and brilliant MJF looks. Yeah. Th- those he... those closing shots with the blood and everything, oh. iconic, seriously yeah. amazing. You know when someone... Uh, obviously, blood could, blading can go wrong badly sometimes, but... Blood really does work in wrestling. Unfortunately, it just does. It's an effective thing. And it, it made him look, like, scary. He looked, like, deranged. And it was one of those moments, like when Becky Lynch had her nose broken and she was in the crowd like that, where you think that's going to be, like, a defining moment for yeah. them. It was fantastic. Um, the other thing I really enjoyed, I think generally the good outweighed the bad in this match. And I think a lot of that was down to the intensity. Like, early on, when it was their turn to end it, guys were flying in. And like it, it was really like it felt really real. It was really well done. Sammy took about a million bumps, and they just into the cage again mm. and again. And um, yeah, I just thought it was brilliant. But I also got very frustrated by the discourse. Um, it's exhausting, is it? It takes away yeah. all the fun. And I don't, and I don't want to say that because it's not a case of like, oh, AEW are always wrong or WWE are always wrong. For me, I just find it bizarre. When, and this isn't again me saying that AW are always better than WWE or anything. I find it bizarre that a lot of people have this very pro WWE, anti AW slant because how can you not want the up and coming competitor to do well? Because it will force WWE to also be better. That's just how it works. And I don't get why people are like rooting for AW to fail because. Why? Like, I just don't get it at all. Yeah, might, more places uh, for people to work, um, more that's good n- wrestling. I'd... Absolutely. And that's not me saying that that we should ignore when they do things wrong. Absolutely not. We need to criticise them like we would anything else. But why do you want them to fail when it makes everything more exciting? Uh... It's weird. Yeah, I'll say this. I think the biggest negative of AEW right now is the fact that I have no desire to talk about it or go on Twitter and discuss it because it's... I'm not saying wrestling Twitter before this was like a Mensa meeting or anything <laughs> like that, but it really has turned into like, I like Jungle Boy. Oh, yeah? Well, how about WWE if they did? I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I have no no desire to do anything. Here's a gif of something that happened. Here's a clip. Here's Taz commentating, and that's it. Because you're right, the discourse... Is naff. And it's like, it's they're all talking about stuff. Like I don't mind day. having like naff discourse and stuff, but it's like, I have no vested interest. No, no. AEW for life. I'm like, I don't care. It's a wrestling company. I give you money, you entertain me, and I go away. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just, sometimes I'll, I'll draft a tweet and then just think, oh, actually, I'm just going to get a load of crap for that. There's, there's no point. There's no, and I, I'm yeah. used to five plus years of this, people disagreeing. And that's cool. That's I love that. I'm I'm all for that, but it's this yeah this tribalism once again is is so exhausting and and it just puts me off. It totally puts me off. Yeah, it's very strange. What a happy way to end the week in wrestling. (laughs) Let's have a rummage in our 
mailbags. <laughs> now to have a little old look in the mailbag. Yay. Hi, guys. Been listening to your podcast since day one, and it's helped me through some of my worst times. This Friday, the 7th of May, we'll be losing our family dog, Buster. Oh, after 14 and a half years due to severe medical issues, and it has crushed me and my family. To try and help distract me from the pain, I've been rewatching compilations of some of the most uplifting slash hilarious moments from WWE over the years. My question to you is, which one moment would you go to to cheer you up? I've also included a picture of Buster for you, as I think everyone should get to see how handsome he is. Yeah, I sent that to Jay Richard. Matthews from Oxford. There we are. I'll turn my camera to look at him. Thank you, Jay. Um, yeah, I sent that to Richard, so hopefully you can flash that up on the screen. Oh, okay. That's even better. It's more professional. He is a lovely dog, and it's a very, very sad story. But thanks Sorry for, to hear it, mate. Thanks, yeah, thanks yeah. for emailing in, though. Um, and it's a good question as well, which is uplifting moments that we watch in wrestling to feel, to make us feel, you know, buzzing and happy. Marty generally returns. Mm. Uh, I just I, there's nothing that sort of makes you feel better than a, a big pop. There are certain like funny things that I'll go back to, like. Um, Daniel Bryan on commentary. I quite often watch talking about bears because he just makes me laugh. Um, but yeah, generally like uh, Hardy's return, Edge return, any any return where the crowd are super, super into it, that gets me excited, especially over the, a year of, you know, not having proper crowds and all that. That's if, if I'm feeling down about stuff, it's just like, it, it's it's generally a nostalgia thing, isn't it? It's, it's, it's yeah, it just makes me feel good. That's a good answer. Edge's face in the Rumble return gets me when you just can't believe it. Mm. Or at least he's acting and like you can't believe it. I hope it was real. It might have been. Spot on, Matthew. <laughs> uh, no, it, it, with... it was. I've never oh, seen sorry. anyone pull that face before, but it, it felt real, didn't it? He's a good actor. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm going to go with the Hardy Boys' return at WrestleMania because oh. I was there for it. The loudest things I've ever been a part of. Yeah, me. I, uh, it was immense, wasn't it? I, it was, it's like, I think back, and that's certainly the biggest pop that I've ever heard live. Yeah, um, and I, I, I actually just yesterday um, I was I was watching fan cam video of of that back. I watched about six or seven different videos, and it makes me feel it every single time. Mm-hmm. It was it was so cool. Yeah, that coolest moment. That's that and also moment. sorry, go on. Go on. no, no, go that same WrestleMania. The two loudest pops. First one by a mile was the Hardy Boys returning. The second one was when they showed the replay of Kurt Angle at the Hall of Fame. Him singing with the crowd there. I'm just a sexy cur, sexy cur. And obviously all the people at the Hall of Fame doing it. But then they played it on the screens at WrestleMania. <laughs> and then the entire stadium did it as well. So yeah, that that makes that, that uplifts me. I wasn't sometimes. there for that. I, I was off getting beers. I feel like I missed that. I didn't Wait. even know that happened. Um, oh, I feel I, bad now. That was an, it was an incredible moment. It's always tainted for me because the night before, I'd interviewed the Hardys backstage at Ring of Honor. And hanging around like such a hack after this insane ladder match they'd had with the Young Bucks. And then I'm there like, hi, Matt, remember me from WCP? Can I get an interview? I just look back and cringe so much because they've just had this amazing match. And I'm there like for my own selfish game. It wasn't, I was I was working. But, um, and I just, I just didn't, I know that if I'd said in the interview, what are you up to next? They wouldn't have gone, actually, we're, we're coming back <laughs> at WrestleMania tomorrow. But if I could just have hindered or something in the interview, I feel like I'd have been like, oh, I don't know. I just it frustrates me a little bit. I just what didn't, you didn't ask anything. Didn't I? I kind of said, well, best of luck for the future. Any clues? But I didn't like go like, oh, do you know that WrestleMania is on somewhere? Like it wasn't like that at all. 
Maybe you just thought, I I don't know, I can't speak on your behalf, but everybody had probably been asking that in the interviews. Any chance you're going to show up on Sunday sort of thing? Um, Maybe, yeah, I guess so. I was the only person there. Right. The only, like, the only... No, there was a few members of of What Culture there, but I was the only... We were the only ones interviewing people backstage. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like... I could have asked something different, I would have, but never mind. Yeah, fair enough. You could have just yeah. done the thing like that, right, lads, I know everyone's asking it. It's the big question this weekend. I know you've been asked it a hundred times, but really, Pierce Brosnan or Sean Connery? <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> oh, do you see that Roger Moore thing I tagged you in on Twitter? Oh, I love that. Yeah, great story. story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Adam, there's this Roger Moore thing where um, someone shared a story about him and he said that he met him when he was a kid in an airport. And his dad didn't know who he was, but he was like, come on, dad, it's James Bond. Let's go and get him to sign this. And he went over and, and he'd signed it Roger Moore. And he, on the way back, he was like, dad, this is the wrong name. That's James Bond. And he signed it something else. <laughs> and then the dad goes back and he's got he's totally ignorant about James Bond. And he's just like, sorry, mate, you've uh, you've signed the wrong name, he says there or something. <laughs> Roger Moore apparently was like an absolute gent and signed it again. And then like said to the kid, like, I can't give you my real name because all all like Blofeld's men could be around here. Like, paid oh. a <clears throat> no way, gets better. <clears throat> Years later, the kid grows up and becomes like, was it like an extra or a cameraman or something, part of a a production crew? And Roger Moore's there, and he like, but like offset, he like bumps into him and says like, oh, he told him about the story, and he said, oh, I'm sorry, I don't remember that, but it sounds really good. I'm I'm so glad that that, that happened, and he was getting really nice about it. And then they rounded a corner or something, and he went, I do remember it. I just couldn't say anything because Blowfield's man could be watching. Oh, <laughs> like, anyway. amazing. I know, yeah. I know. That's so, so good. good. It's good. It's up there with the stories that the the actor who played the, the second, the master in Doctor Who, original series, uh, would, like, he'd leave, like, his voicemail or something would be like, yes, yeah, this is the master, you know, <laughs> please leave a message unless you're the doctor, in which case, <laughs> go away, <laughs> you know. And like uh, the kid, it's like his uh, kids at school would ring him up like hello hello who is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll I'll uh, throw one in. Uh, mine on. would be Kofi Mania. Nice. Oh yes, because he does. He really deserved that, and it was one of those ones where you couldn't believe. Everyone knew he was going to win by the time the match happened, but it was like I can't believe he's got himself in this situation finally, and it was genuinely like such an emotion. That was that was fantastic. That one. I hope they can pull the same sort of thing off with Cesaro. Yeah, or Biggie. Yeah. Yeah. Or Mansoor. And Xavier to a lesser extent. <laughs> <laughs> he was the one King of the Ring, doesn't he? Yes. Name all the things. Uh, namaste, lads. Oh, yoga lad. I had a dream yesterday, and I just had to share with you all. So please forgive me, because I know dreams can be a bit boring. What? Uh, not my dreams, mate. It was my birthday, and my present was something that I've wanted since I was a kid. My parents and I were going to WrestleMania. This WrestleMania was a bit different, though. For one, it was in Newcastle. <laughs> also, the main event was Jack the Jobber versus Seth Rollins. Ross got to commentate, sing alongside JBL and Byron Saxton, while Jack made his entrance, dancing very sharply, I must say, says here, to Carly Rae Jepsen's Runaway With Me. Good song. Jack was very good. So good, in fact, that he got offered a WWE contract after his match. <laughs> oh, he was unsigned. So wait, right. a, a main event in WrestleMania is a as a one shot deal. As a free agent, yeah, it's the well, name value. You're like LT. Yeah. But Ross went haywire at the commentary table. Told Vincent Mann to eat his poo, then called wrestling fake and said it out loud to the world. 
The Cultaholic Heavyweight Championship was the one true wrestling title. Everything else was just meh, censored. Then John Cena and The Rock came out to beat him up. Anyways, my question is, are, are there any wrestlers you thought would be better used as commentators? Who are they? <laughs> I, love, I love the transition wow. of the question. Uh, greeting from <coughs> India, Sid. Namaste, Thank you, Sid. Sid. Thank you, Sid. <laughs> any wrestlers you'd be better as commentators? Uh, oh, I've got one. Uh, Mojo. Oh. Because mm. like, he is legit hype. Um, and he's really he's fun to listen to although he didn't do like proper commentary or anything but that that was one of my favourite pandemic moments was him in uh, Triple H bothering Michael Cole and although I, I, I don't mind his wrestling or anything I really like the guy obviously um, he's a guy that genuinely does get you hyped up he, like he, he he's really really passionate and I think sometimes that's what uh, WWE are missing from their commentary it feels a bit uh, sterile I guess yeah. sometimes but where with with Mojo I reckon he'd do a really good job of that and his 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 talking's underrated he cut a few really um, decent promos that some of them made it to TV some of them didn't but I think he's good good on the mic I think McAfee's bringing a bit of that mm-hmm. yeah McAfee's doing a great job yeah Adnan's not um <laughs> I find Adnan very dry, unfortunately. Yeah. But, you know. Um, I can't think of one off the top of my head because usually wrestlers who are good at talking are good at... You want to see them wrestle in talking feuds rather than on commentary. Mm-hmm. Cameron Grimes. He's a good, he's a great wrestler as well. But I think he'd be like a great Lawler-esque like 90s heel commentator. I'll yeah, go for I Cameron agree. Grimes. He'd be great at that. Yeah. Matthew? I remember Bojo Raleigh showing up in a salmon suit that was the same colour as his skin. He <laughs> had like zubas. What are they called? I don't think it was a shirt underneath. What's what's what are those bits on a suit called? He had zubas. L- lapels. Style. Are they the lapels? I think. So. I thought the he lapel had, was. He had like zo- that's cuffs. Yeah, he had lapels z- then. He had zuba print on his. Yeah. Or was it just zebra? He, he loves, he, no, he loved. No, he loves zubas. He's got a uh-huh. big, big collection of them. So does Sam. Does he? Yeah, another great wrestler. So. Sam yeah. Driver's got loads of Zubas. I think he's got a pair. Oh, okay. I'd quite like a pair of Zubas as well. I bet they're yeah. really comfortable. That's what, that's exactly what he said. He said, yeah, yeah you, you don't understand. Like, they're so comfortable. Which is why they became popular, right? For travelling. In... Makes sense. Yeah. And that's why it was the Zubas and the... Well, we call them bum bags, but, you know... Fanny packs. Yeah. Dirty Nick. <laughs> Dirty name for a thing. <laughs> Obviously, that means a different thing in in British in English in UK English than in American English. Flaps. Oh. Matthew, I don't know how to follow that. Uh, I'll <laughs> go with better commentator than wrestler. Right now, Scott Steiner. Oh yes. yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. I I can think of one that um, once he's wrapped things up would be really good, which is MVP. Mm. Oh, Imagine him transitioning really well. Yeah. Oh. Oh, he's already a commentator. What am I talking about? I was going to be like, Taz! He's, he's been one <laughs> he's been for, about 20, for like 20 years. 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's really good at talking. It must be like all experience oh, he has. If we're doing ones who've, once they've wrapped it up, Eddie Kingston as well. Nice. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Did you see the tweet, Matthew, about when Eddie Kingston and Moxie are making their entrance? And it was like, I oh, like yeah, to yeah. imagine this is them walking into the movie theatre to see some crap film. And it's just them <laughs> just walking in like... <laughs> Yeah, I saw that him saying, oh, I can't believe I said bro, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I've let myself down for using that one. 
But question number three just says, sorry, question number three. Mailbag just says, number three, throw to Jack for quiz. Yes, but I really need the toilet, so I'm just going to, I'll be back. Oh, it's going to keep us in suspense. Go, go, man, go. Me and Pachita will talk about, oh, there we go. I showed that. Oh, what, so, what was it? What did I show? Your leg. Yeah, oh, you find it. Right, right. There was a bit of a bulge there. Hey. Yeah. Show feet, show feet. So wait, does this stay part of the podcast? Does it depend how entertaining we are? I was going to say, it depends on what we have to say. So we better think of something entertaining. Oh, okay. We Rich can't hear the voice ear. that's just spoken. Wait, wait, what's our that? Our producer what's that? has just told us that we can cut it if it needs to be cut. Oh. Matthew, tell us a joke. Let's see, see if we can Walker be entertaining we'll enough for this to be to left in. Yeah, there we go. Put do our fingers do up a joke. Ear, extraordinary. Uh, hmm. Nice little joke that you can say on a PG podcast. Uh-oh. Me on a spot. I've got one. Go on. It's the only joke I know, really. Do you know there's a um, a type of bee that produces milk? The booby. <laughs> booby, yes. Because <laughs> I remember that shooting star episode as well, and I told it was that on a, stars. I, that's why I saw it from the first time. But I told that joke on a call by extreme, and anyway, you stole that from Pachiti, I think. Oh, I've told it like 50,000. I was going to say, yeah, like, I think I ever say. That, get the cat excited, and that's your lot. Yeah. Um, I, I just I thought there was like one line of that one comedian. Oh, sorry, go on. I did shooting stars on one of the Tuesday streams a long time ago. People oh, did not get it at all. It was pretty out there. The original yeah, series was. was really out there. And then when they brought it back a few years later, I thought it was way better because people seemed to actually get what was happening. Yeah, well, well, when they had Matt Lucas for the first series, or maybe yeah. two, and then Angelos Epithemu for the... Um, fill in the Matt Lucas uh, Lat, Lat Lucas Matt Lucas role Lat Lucas yeah um, I just remember the, the, the one liners they keep on doing when I do the uh, streams on Saturdays and stuff like I quit my job at the helium factory no one talks to me in that tone of voice <laughs> that type of stuff uh, uh, the good thing is the, these carry to the to the bathroom so I could hear oh okay whole, so you can uh, have the I don't think we were particularly entertaining there so I, I my vote no, is for keep cut it, it. Keep it, keep Jack it. Jack is a cut. Sorry, a no, keep. No, keep. One cut, one keep. Matthew, you got the deciding vote. I can't with this pressure. I'm going to say keep. Yeah. Yeah, it was gold, wasn't it? Yeah, I agree. I, t- I take it yeah. back. These usually, the go sh- these usually go short when Adam's on as well, so we need every minute we can get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, one thing, my dad's a huge fan of Reeves. More Mortimer, obviously. Mortimer's really funny, but he likes Reeves and Mortimer. So if you do get him back into Freemasonry, you can be. that's what you can talk about at the lodge. Just yeah. Bob Mortimer. Well, no, he likes but, he likes, but I don't really just, like Vic Reeves either. He, he just acknowledges yeah. that Mortimer is really the glue that holds a lot yeah. of it together. He's the more naturally funny. Vic, Vic Reeves is just a tryhard, isn't he? A little bit, a little bit. Well, I mean, yeah. But I mean, that's why I like that. I'm of the opinion Reeves was, I mean, back in the day when shoot stars and all this stuff. But, and what about, smell of. but what about all the characters that Bob played? Reeves, you work shy fop. Is that <laughs> Graham Lister? He's Brilliant. That's good. <laughs> Brilliant, yeah. But just the little one-liners they would, Vic would do sometimes. And he goes, oh, yeah. Bob, Bob, have you farted? What? Have you farted? No. What? Never. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid stuff like that. Stuck I like this. when Bob would fall once a show. Oh, Vic a fall. Oh, Vic a fall. Says it, says it on the way down. Oh, oh, a fall and Vic. Oh, it was a hair stretch. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, oh, this is, f- no one's gonna. The, the bit that I showed on one of the streams was um, from a Christmas special where, oh, I think it was Robin Robin Gibb from the Bee Gees was on there, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the real one. I don't know why his agent put him in for shooting stars of all programs. 
Uh, and then Matt Lucas comes in, uh, Georgie Dawes, on a big Santa sleigh because it's the Christmas episode. And he, it looks like he's struggling to get down. He reaches his hand out to uh, to give, to give him a hand down. And he just goes, he pulls his hand back at the last moment and goes, well, wound you up like a kipper geezer. You think I need a BG to get me down? And uh, Gib just doesn't know what to do. He's just like... He's sort of smiling, but and then he goes over to the other side. He goes, "Ah, oh, yeah, give me a hand." Where wound you up at all? <laughs> Smoked you like a kipper geezer. It's so good. That's very Shaw Samuels of him. <laughs> it was. Wait. God. Oh, do you think I need a BG to get me down? <laughs> Two nil to Georgie Dawes. Merry Christmas, slags. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Uh, See, that's all good. But again, one, one last thing before we go to. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, we've talked enough about that. Throw to Jack for quiz, it says here. Mm. Oh, yes, right, lads. Is this so, something you know, that you've written? No, no, it's. Uh, right, so, you know, uh, well, Adam might not know that well, but we have these um, segments sometimes where people will send in local slang or things in different languages. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've done one of these. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, this one, they've kind of died down a bit, but it came back because it was a, a friend of the podcast who wrote in, my basketball nemesis has returned. No. Dave. Yes, he has. Uh, and I will find what he's written now. Here we go. So I'm going to be giving the quiz that Dave's written and you two have to get, because they're all basketball terms. So I already know what they mean, but okay. you guys, okay. Uh, um, okay. Has he written down, Jack, you would not let it lie? No, he hasn't. He hasn't. Um, I played NBA Jam 96 quite a lot, Mm. so I reckon I might get a few of these. That's exciting. I was the Bulls. Uh, Uh, Well, they'd have been the best team at the time. I'll play NBA Street when EA Berg existed. Oh, yes, EA Berg. Yes. I'm I'm confident. And you'd get to keep a member of the team that you beat for your own team. Yes. What a game. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Kidnapping them like that. Mm. Um, okay, he starts. Okay, so you guys like doing the trying to understand the meaning of certain terms in different areas of the world trope now? Then Jack's basketball nemesis is going to bring you the best basketball terms. So, Ross, if you're reading, stop right now. Ross isn't here. Because Jack will know these phrases. You guys all might. I'm not sure. Here goes, though. Ten phrases people use in basketball here in the US. If you guys would rather use less, go right ahead. Jack absolutely has to read this to you guys. He is not allowed to play. Um, there we go. Okay, well, we're straight into it. And then he gives a little sign off at the end. Okay, phrase number one. Dropping a dime. What is dropping a dime? To flub or fumble a ball. Okay, Matthew? I can't remember. Slam dunk. No, it's uh, like a... A very good assist. If you pass the ball to someone in a very good fashion, oh, the commentary said that. Drop the dime. They <laughs> yeah, said I've heard that, that in the more thing. On Damn commentary. it. And I've heard it. In, oh, whatever. God. Yeah. Okay. Number two. To swat something. S W A T. To swat something. Oh well, yeah. Defend the ball. In a way, more maybe more specific. Swat the ball away. Yeah. There you go. It's yeah, a big okay. block. Sorry, Adam. So I didn't swat, give you swat means swat. No, that makes sense. Uh, yes, Dave says, blocking a player's shot on defence, or defence, yeah. as they say in basketball, yeah. usually sending the ball out of bounds, it's blocked so hard. Or you can also do it against the backboard. Um, I didn't get many of them because I'm five foot ten. Uh, to be hacked hard. Uh, to be shoved out of the way. Or like with the arms when they go, like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Uh, yeah, to be, it's similar to football, really, to be fouled particularly roughly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he fires from the logo. What's someone doing if they're firing from the logo? Oh, they're firing from a, a, quite a distance away. Midway point. Yeah, well done both. Because yeah, I assume the logo's on the centre of the court. Exactly. A preposterous distance. Uh, Dave's offered a bit of analysis here. Players like Steph Curry, Damian Lillard and Trey Young are all notorious for shooting three-point shots from more than 10 feet back from the three-point line or from where the home team's logo is, basically taking a shot barely after you've crossed half court. Mm. What is a slick reverse jam? Sounds delicious. Hmm. Slick reverse jam. Is it when you get the ball and you throw it behind your back to a to your partner? It's not, but it's a good guess. Thank you. Matthew? I don't know. It's a reverse dunk. So it can oh. either, according to Dave, his definition of it is either making a 180 degree turn, uh, so like you, revert, you put it in backwards, or if you're coming at it from the side of the basket, going under it and reversing it from the other okay. side. Uh, so yes, um, notice the word jam is included, he said there. That was probably the clue to jam, you know. Come on and slam and welcome to the jam. Uh, number six, cleaning up the glass. What is cleaning up the glass? When you dunk really, really hard. So Shack Shaq used to break up. No, it's actually a, a, a oh. less spectacular but very crucial part of basketball, uh, rebounding. So when a, when a oh. shot is missed... Getting in there, getting, boxing out your man, getting them out of the way, jumping up, bang, I've got the rebound, I'm cleaning up the glass. Getting dirty in the paint. Saucy. That's uh, tackling near the the, the, the hoop. Yeah, yeah. The paint. I agree. Yeah. Yep, that's the painted area of the court. Um, players getting a little rougher and maybe even fouling more often than usual when the player you're defending enters the area known as the paint. Yes. Uh, like break. Rodman. Oh. Yeah, Robin was really good at cleaning the glass. An all-time great rebounder, Dennis Rodman. Apparently he had a big bottom and he'd use it to push people out of the way. Um, <laughs> to What is it to break somebody's ankles? It's not literal. To jump when you're dunking? I know, but it's a good guess, Adam. Yeah, I can't think. Well, jump really high. No, basketball's notorious for ankle injuries, yeah. um, which is why they wear high-top sneakers when they play, to brace the ankle. Um, luckily, I never sprained an ankle in my time. But um, a player with particularly good ball handling or dribbling skills makes a defensive player freeze up or fall over when they dribble past them. So you're using your handles, using your moves to go past them. They're staggering about so much, it's as if their ankles have... They're at risk of breaking their ankles. Uh, usually for a layup or dunk, but sometimes to draw some teammates defender and drop a dime to their teammate. Dave's a, Dave's a good teacher. He's bringing in lessons we've learned earlier. There's two left. Uh, oh, hang on. Ah, oh, yes, okay. What does they are tied up mean? Not that two teams are drawing, not that they've scored the same number of points, but if two players are tied up, what does it mean? What, they're tied for a number of points? No, not quite. Ah, um, is it just that there's a there's a standoff that one can't get past the other? Nearly. It's when they've both got a hold of the ball at the same time and they're trying to... Ah, right. And neither can get the advantage. The ref will usually call for a jump ball where he'll throw the ball up. And, yeah. And more often than not, the taller player will win. And so that happens really from, from where the obstruction occurred. Whether it, I don't yeah. know if it's a foul or whatever, but where yeah. that situation took place, the jump yeah. 
ball happens. Okay. It's like a mini tip off at the start of the game, but wherever it happened, yeah. And finally, ah, they, see, I've not heard this version of it, but I'll read it out. Nothing but nylon. Grabbing the shorts. No, that's a, that would be great, but no. Uh, is it like nothing but net? Yeah, I would say yeah, nothing yeah. but net. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Okay. So it just goes straight in. Yes, yeah, doesn't touch the sides. Mm. Splash. Nice. Sploosh. Doesn't touch the sides like me, mum. Ah, that was a nice quiz, that. <laughs> I feel. Sorry. Dave finishes by saying, I feel like numbers 3, 8, and 10 was taking it a little easy on them. What do you think, Nemesis? I think if they didn't get 8 and 10, they probably haven't ever watched a game of basketball. Poor guys. You and I can bring them that game, lol. Love you, lads. Thank you and have a nice day. David Smith, Indiana, USA, a.k.a. Jack's Basketball Nemesis. P.S. Jobber, as soon as the world isn't on fire, I will beat you in a basketball game. Even if I have to wait till I'm like 38 and you're 31 or something like that, I'm guessing. Whatever. It's four years from now and this will happen, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my God, he just cuts a promo on me basically at the end there. <laughs> he was being um, so friendly before. But then he ends it by saying, was that promo good, lads? Stay great, guys. No one on YouTube or Twitch does it better. Oh, Dave. Oh, what an odd man. Heart of gold, really. And of course, we know all about basketball because of the amazing Tom versus Ross. Mm. Oh, I was busy that day and I couldn't. Do you know how long I've waited? Of course you were. Yes, you, you were um, you know dropping your dimes and uh, shattering your ankles. And uh... Do you know how long I've waited to try and impress these strangers on the internet with the one sport I'm good at and I couldn't go? Oh, Just do it on the podcast sometime. Well, do do the podcast outside. Yeah. Go on, take, take the mic out and find a little play park or whatever. Oh, dear me. Anyway, uh, did Tom win or did Ross win? I think Tom. We were all winners. The viewers Why? at home. Won. It was a it was a frustrating watch. They didn't change their strategy after about half an hour of going bah! <laughs> off the glass. <laughs> Why did they not try and change the trajectory of the shot? I don't know. Anyway, well, that was a lovely little quiz. We again continue to talk things we know nothing about from basketball to wrestling. We cover all the grounds. Uh, if you have any mailbag related things to send our way, you can, don't worry. Mailbag at cultaholic.com. Reese's Pieces making its return. Hey, Mafu and Ross, since I think he's the one choosing the questions from the mailbag. And due to the lack of Reese's Pieces segments as of late, I racked my brain for one and decided to go in the direction of fantasy booking. Fun, right? Below, I've listed 10 alternate endings to various matches from the past. It's up to you to choose which scenario you think are preferable. Some of these options include rectifying poor booking decisions, while others consist of altering perfect storybook endings to feuds. Have fun. All right, so fastest thought first. We'll go Pachiti, Jack Mafu. Uh, Booker T beats Triple H at WrestleMania 19, or Kofi Kingston retains the WWE Championship against Brock Lesnar. Oh, on the SmackDown match, uh, Booker beats Trips. I'll go for Booker as well because he really needed that. Should have won. I'll go with Booker as well. Damian Mizdow wins the WrestleMania 31 Andre Battle Royal instead of Big Show, or Rusev wins the US title Fatal Four at WrestleMania 34. Instead of Jinder Mahal. Probably Mizdow winning the, the Battle Royal. Um, just because of the state of the mid-card title scene. And, uh, you know, Reese had held it before and everything. Um, and I don't think it would have helped him too much in the long run. So, yeah, I'll go uh, Mizdow. 
I'm going the opposite way because Rusev Day was really taken off at that point. And I think mm. that it kind of took over that match and then they had Jinder in it. Um, and also, I think, even though I wanted Miz Dow to win at the time, when you look back at who's won the Andre Battle Royale, I'm glad Big Show was one of them. So I'm going for yeah, that Yeah, true. Hmm. Yeah, I'll go Rusev as well as part of... Rusev is one of the most popular people on the roster. Let's have him win nothing run. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Vader beat Shawn Michaels for the WWE title. That's already mine. Really, you know that. Mm. Uh, or Eddie Kingston beats... And it says John Mickey, the AW title. <laughs> Moxley, I guess. I guess. I think, I'm not sure if that's an in-joke or not. Uh, what have you got? Oh, Vader, without a doubt. Bloody Kingston's got loads of time. He's a spring chicken. Uh, I'll go for Vader as well, though, because I like the progression of the AEW world title at the minute, and I like to hold on hope that Hagman's going to be Omega in a big glorious moment, so I'll Keep that same. Go for Vader beating Sean. Yeah. Shoot style. Throwing him round. Yeah. Bang. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I watch it, I'm like, Sean Michaels comes off the top and goes, move you fat. Mm. I'm just waiting for Vader to go, oh, I'll move you. Yeah. Sort of shoot powerbomb Vader. What? What's Sean thinking? In a real fight? Can you imagine? Did he call him fat in, in that bit? I can't figure out exactly it's what he horrible. says. It's horrible. It says yeah. like piece of something or something, it's, it's something not, not very nice. Yeah. Imagine doing Move that. Move out the way, my friend. Imagine doing that to someone that size when you're small. <sighs> yeah. CM Punk wins the 2014 Royal Rumble instead of Batista. Uh, or Daniel Bryan wins the 2015 Royal Rumble instead of Roman Reigns. Um, I think I. Is it cut out? Oh, I'm back. Hello. Um, no, you, you were there all the time. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Punk. For this one i'm interested Ooh. to hear your your reasoning oh, i don't know yeah no i'm going punk i'm going punk had him a well, bit longer well for okay okay um last ever match <laughs> yeah but then he would have stuck around. i'm not saying he wins and goes away then he gets his wrestlemania main event and everybody's happy who won in 20 oh batista batista yeah. um i'll go for punk as well because in the end the main event of 2015's WrestleMania panned out really well with Rollins. Mm. So for that one. Yeah, I was going to say WrestleMania 30 ended up all right as well. So Yeah, it mm. did, yeah, actually. It's tough. Yeah, you know what? Uh, mm. Who was the other champion? Punk could have challenged the other one and Brian could have still... Oh, there was only one. I don't know. Me neither. But... Damn it, but they gave us such great memories of Rumble 2014 and 2015. Yeah, I don't want to change either. Uh, Daniel Bryan. Just goes. Mm. Ryback beats CM Punk for the WWE title at Hell in a Cell 2012. Already got a winner for me. Or Nexus beats Team Cena at SummerSlam 2010. Nexus. Yeah, now I'm going Nexus as well. I'm still picking Ryback. I don't know it's my go-to thing to defend every time, but Ryback was really, really over he at was one point. Crazy Honest. so. This was the perfect time to do it, and they didn't. They they pulled a Rusev, also known as pulling a Ryder, also known as pulling a... Insert your name of your favourite wrestler here. And the Nexus sucked. Mark Henry ends the Undertaker's streak at WrestleMania 22, or Eddie Guerrero loses to Brock Lesnar at No Way Out 2004. Oh, wow. That's horrible, that. I, yeah. I, I'm gonna, I, I do not want Mark Henry to be the one to end the streak, so I'm going to have to say Eddie Guerrero loses, but only because I'm not like a huge Mark Henry fan, and that would have been bleh. Um, 
I'm going to shake it up. No, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'll have to go for Eddie losing as well. Mark Henry ending the streak. Shambles. No, I'll, I'll go for Eddie losing. But I'm a bigger yeah. Eddie Guerrero fan than I am an Undertaker fan. But the streak led to so many great matches. Mm-hmm. I can't, you know. Eddie would, Eddie would still be remembered for amazing stuff even if he hadn't won the belt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there we go. I don't know. Mark Henry, two years later, could have easily done it. But 06, Mark Henry, no. I have to pick between <clears> that or Eddie losing to Brock. Mm. I'm picking Henry beating Undertaker then. Oh. Nutter. But there's, there's near winners there. Daniel Bryan loses at WrestleMania 30. <laughs> what happens to this? Or CM Punk loses to Cena at Money in the Bank 2011. Oh, that's really tough. Oh, two of my favourite wrestling moments ever. Uh, Bryan loses. Yeah, Bryan loses. Who wins, just, Batista just, or Randy? I couldn't care less. <laughs> um, Randy. No, I don't. don't <laughs> closing WrestleMania. Oh, Confetti man. coming down. Yeah. They're, they're on the same level for me, but Money in the Bank overall is one of my favourite pay-per-views ever. Uh, and just, it was just some of the best, like, it, it was one of the best wrestling moments ever, that punk blowing the kiss and all that. Um yeah, Brian loses. Yeah, I'll, I'll go for that as well. But, I mean, Punk's run got me back into wrestling properly, really. So I've got to stick with that. What happened to the the tall, uh, the tall adolescent boy who's next to Punk when he blows the kiss? There's a really tall. You tell us, Jack. But the we're talking on. right now. <laughs> and here he is. No, like what? What happened to him? I want to know. I know the one you mean. Yeah, braces on, dark hair. He's kind of mugging at Vince as he's like, yeah. you've, been, you've been done up like a kipper, you have. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I don't need a McMahon. To <laughs> you think I need a Del Rio? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, Brian. No, no, no. Sorry, Punk losing to Cena because we all remember that run up to that moment being great and CM Punk doing this and being look at me everything after that was terrible yeah everything after that was just rotten so you know what might as well get started sooner and have Punk lose in his home place at Cena Uh, Brian losing at Mania would have just we wouldn't be talking about him it would not be the big question for this week's podcast if he'd not won at WrestleMania 30. After the streak ending as well, the the, the double beatdown, <laughs> Brian losing as well would have been... Yeah. It would have been interesting if Punk had lost just to see how the fans... Obviously, the fans wouldn't have been happy, but would a legit riot have broken? Would, would people have gone nuts and torched the place? Like Maybe. Isn't Chicago quite... quite... No, they'd, have, they'd have held up those signs that says we're going to riot and then, and then they go McGregor away. would have showed up and go you'll do nothing <laughs> so uh, na, na, na. Samoa Joe wins the WWE title from Brock Lesnar at Balls of Fire okay or Nakamura wins the WWE title from Jinder Mahal at SummerSlam 2017 oh Joe for sure <sighs> yeah I'm going to go for Joe as well I like Nakamura a lot but how much does Joe. beating Jinder mean well, it's not that, the crowning uh, of a new champion that we would want to see is it Joe was great around that time as well. He was doing the whole dangerous, quiet promo to Heyman mm. and the promo after the loss to Lesnar where he came out anyway and just got all his momentum back by ripping everyone apart in, on his way to the ring. So good. Matthew, what do you think? Hmm. I'm going to pick Nakamura because it's that would have helped him in the long run a yeah. lot better than, hey, remember that Sami Zayn match he had? 
<laughs> kind of just like kept like that rep for years without really doing anything afterwards to match that. So small Joe, be still be small Joe. So yeah, that is true. Yeah. <clears throat> Have to think about it though. Bray Wyatt beats John Cena at WrestleMania 30. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, the Fiend beats Goldberg at Super Showdown. <laughs> Bray beats Cena. I'll go for Bray beats Cena as well. If Bray had beaten Cena then, there might have never been any need for the Fiend versus Goldberg years and years later. True. Or maybe it would be more likely if Bray was a bigger star, Goldberg would have been more likely to want to take the belt off him. <laughs> but regardless, I'll go for Bray beating Cena. Yeah. Well, our pet peeves in wrestling was that feud with Wyatt and Cena because the whole thing was based on Wyatt come on I'll tempt you to the dark side and in their first match of three Cena's like no you can't tempt me chair shot win I'm like wow that's a great story isn't it <laughs> not like Cena hitting him going no what have you done I better wrestle you two more times to make sure that I'm good again it's just straight off the bat no <laughs> so I'll say Bray Wyatt beating Cena was it very was that the theme of his feud with Kane as well embrace the Hey, um, or was that more about fearing Kane than being like him? Can't remember. I think you're giving it way too much credit. Maybe. maybe. The feud was, I'm Kane. Zack Ryder sucks. That was the theme of the feud, also. <laughs> <laughs> the Fiend beat. Oh, no, sorry. Charlotte beats Becky and Ronda at WrestleMania 35. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh After oh. a long show as well. Oof. Or Roman Reigns beats Seth and Brock at WrestleMania 31. Oh. Oh, because that cashing was just perfect, wasn't it? Oh, Charlotte, I like this, this Charlotte, Reese's this is Pieces hard, isn't it? This is really. This, I, is, a I good, go this with, is a great Reese's Pieces. It is, yeah, it's a really good one. Um, Charlotte, I don't Oof. know why, because they're both so awful. I'll go for. I'll go for the other one. Because Becky's run was just incredible. Whereas the Roman one was more about not letting Roman win. Whereas the Becky one was like, Becky's got to win this. So I'll go for yeah, that one. Yeah, that's a good point. I'll go for that one. To, sorry, I'll keep that one and change the, the Roman one. Probably Roman winning at WrestleMania 31. Absolutely no chance on Charlotte beating Becky and Ronda at WrestleMania 35. Nearly. A failed oh. cash in for Seth. There could be a rematch. There could always be a rematch. Yeah. As always, thanks for consistently being my favourite podcast of the week. If this question gets used on the podcast, I promise to become a patron at (laughs) patreon.com forward slash calltheholics, what they've said. No, wait, this bit sounds like I've written it in. I have a promise. Uh, Hang on. (laughs) Uh, That isn't a bribe, unless it works. Sincerely, uh, um, Mauricio from from Europe Valley. California. P.S. I'll sign up for the $25 Patreon membership if Matthew correctly pronounced Europa with no with the proper Spanish J is in jalapeno. You might have Europa. done Europa. 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 Jalapeno. 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 Europa. Yeah, Europa. Europa Valley. Yeah. Give us your money. <laughs> don't feel obliged to do that. No, you friend. don't have to do that, mate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's really good as well. It's really good. Re- great Reese's Pieces. Great Reese's Pieces. Thank you, yeah. the Reese's Pieces. It's Cultaholics. The question. Ah, what a long, drawn-out podcast this has been. How long have we gone? It's not that long. It's like two hours twenty. I'm saying it jokingly. Sorry. Yeah. Um, what? What a broad podcast. We've covered a lot of ground. Ah, I think. I think we've all learned a lot as well. Podcast. 
We've learned a lot, did you say? Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, Adam's in his big time mood. I explained this maybe on a previous <laughs> podcast. Did I explain this on a previous podcast, Matthew, or was it off? It's it big time mood. What's that? I've never heard that. Whenever you use the phrase "big time," it means you're in a, a wee cheeky mood. I'm, I'm like, in a cheeky mood today. Say something. Maybe say the... something. if like if Adam's trying to wind you up by telling a fabricated story as he likes to do, <laughs> and you go. And you go like, did that really happen? And you go, big yeah, time. Big time. Yeah, big time. It's, just a, it's a Brentism, isn't it? it maybe it's the monster bit, yeah. kicking in. Owen had me laughing on stream a lot by reminding me of the outtakes. Not just the classic, Bishop was a right one. But uh, the, the hot seat bit where he goes, you could be in the hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Daniel Bryan, eh? Mm. Daniel Bryan. Yes, the big question is me dropping... These Bluetooth things, which fall out my ear, sorry. The big question is, what do you want Daniel Bryan to do now that he's gone for good, obviously, from WWE forever? Where would you book him? What would you have him do? Would it be straight to hell, first of all, or would you get him on yeah. for, some, uh, for some episodes of Zap? Wednesday, <laughs> love Zap. Daisy dares you. Um, Okay, so I, I, I think Brian will stay with WWE, but if I'm going to be very, very selfish here because I'm going to I'm going to have him wrestle elsewhere on a semi full time schedule. Actually, yeah, it's not that selfish, is it? Um, I'm I'd put him in AEW, and I know that's the really, really obvious answer, but there are just so, so many matches that I'd like to see. That I feel like with Brian and WWE, he's done pretty much everything that I'd like him to do. There's not that many dream matches left, but um, Brian versus the likes of Kingston or Omega or MJF even, um, th- those are all excellent and i'm not a big enough like ring of honor guy i've seen some of like i've seen a lot of like summer of punk and brian danielson stuff there and joe stuff there but I, I wasn't watching ring of honor back in the day or anything i can appreciate it for how great it was but it wouldn't mean that much to me if he did go back to ring of honor certainly in its current state uh, and i don't watch that much new japan either i'd certainly watch it if, if daniel bryan was there but no AEW for me just because of the potential of of the the dream matches and i would you know what? I, I know this is a bit much. I'd have him come in and win the title day one. Not necessarily from oh. Omega. Not necessarily from Omega. If it had to happen tomorrow, then I wouldn't have him beat Omega because Omega needs to hold that for a bit longer. But depending on who the champion is, yeah, I'd have him come in and win a title night one. Put all eyes on the on, on Brian being signed because he's one of the biggest stars in the world. That's a good answer. It's very good. Went into a bit too much detail. Sorry if I've covered no, everything no. that everyone else was going to say. No, I wasn't going to pick AEW. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go now, Matthew, or shall I go now? I mean, sure. I mean, it was particularly taken my thing where he shows up to be the commentator on the new AEW Dark Recycling YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Recycling's got an explanation mark on the end, obviously. Uh, it was that or, you know, FMW has just relaunched. Mm-hmm. Now it's never been a better time put on the mask and put through put barbed wire and go, you know what, this is this is what I wanted to do. I hate technical wrestling. It's a mm. sham. He burns his boots and then just blows himself up. It's fantastic. No, uh, Daniel Bryan, the same. There's very little places to be wrestling properly anyway for a man of Daniel Bryan's stature. Uh, there's WWE, there's AEW, NXT and there's UK. New Japan. Yeah. There's NXT UK, yes, if we're being especially horrible to him. Um, and then there's that I can't see Daniel Bryan wrestling for game changer wrestling, as fun as that would be. Lucha is not his thing, so yeah, it's also got to be AW. 
Well, I would, I, it'd be great. It's like, wow, all these new exotic names and faces. And he goes in and it's Omega, Kingston, and all the other people he wrestled years ago. Yeah. Places like PWG. Very fair. So, yeah. But I haven't, I haven't, just personally, I haven't seen a lot of them. No, so same I think here. it'd be good. It'd be fresh to most people, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, like Ethan Page and Darby Allen hopefully will be. But I do understand from Matthew's point of view. I, I get it. I do, I do get it, though. Would you keep him away from them? Oh, I don't know. Because oh, that was like an audition. That was yeah. fantastic. I'm taking this way too seriously because I'm thinking, what would I do with Daniel Bryan? I sort yeah. of regret saying title on the first night thing. It doesn't really work that much, does yeah. it? It, just, uh, it could. Imagine if like MJF's had the belt for like six months and everyone's hating life. This just Dan Brown comes in like a hero and just takes him out. But then he gets Justin Roberts, gets his tie and chokes him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have some of that. But you know what? Because I'm being, again, a hypocrite, like I was early with the AW tag thing. I'm like, oh, AW, they're not really pushing their homegrown guys. They're just emphasizing on uh, ex-WWE dudes. And as soon as Daniel Bryan's out, I'm like, AW, AW. Uh-huh. I'm like, damn it. So I'm just, that's why I'm choosing my words carefully. I'm like, I'm, I'm knackered either way, aren't I? Hmm. What about you, Jack? I'm not going to go for AW. Because <gasps> I just didn't feel like it was cool enough an answer. So... No, um, because uh, I don't think they need him. I think he'd, I think he'd really help them, but I don't think they need him. And I reckon by this time next year, they'll probably have another major WWE star or two on their hands to add to their collection. Uh, it would be bigger than the vast majority, obviously, but I feel like a company at the minute that needs a bit of help with a resurgence would be New Japan. They've oddly slipped quite a lot. Not oddly, because there's been a pandemic, but they've suffered a lot because of it. Um, more than promotions like Impact, who've done really well to maintain their level, and, and AW. But I think New Japan have really, like the booking. The booking's really changed. They've not as patient as usual. It feels like they're rushing things, and there's they're not behaving in a very New Japan way. So I think Daniel Bryan in a G1 could be the spark that helps get New Japan back. I'd like to caveat that by saying that the best thing for Daniel Bryan to do would not be tense in the G1 because everyone would be watching like, oh my God, like, like Ishii drops him on his head or something. But just from a selfish fan point of view for the amazing matches we'd have, I'd say Bryan in the G1 Climax. That would probably get me certainly invested in New Japan again because over the past year, I have I have lost a lot of interest in them. So I feel like they could use Daniel Bryan more than AEW currently. So yeah. That's a good shout. Mm. Or, yeah, I've heard that Noah has been outdrawing New Japan. Really? Recently. Wow. That's what I saw on Twitter. Or it, the green era is back. Oh, they're not even green anymore, are they? The logo's changed and everything. That's a, that's a shame. Green. <gasps> Daniel Bryan. Yes, that would have been perfect. Oh. Um, or Gato Move. Gato Move would have been good huh. for Bryan. That silly promotion with the door and the window that I got in trouble on Twitter for saying was silly. Which it is, yes. yeah. Ja- fans of fans of Japanese wrestling, sorry, Western fans of Japanese wrestling can be quite precious about it, um, and that's a bit of an understatement. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. Yeah. I, was, I was gonna say, <laughs> you know when, I, would, I would stop now, Jack. You know when you, you know yes. when you talk to Sam about something he's passionate about. Mm. It's like that t- times a hundred. I love that though. I, oh, it's great when Sam yeah. does it, but it's that times a hundred with gotcha. without 
the because Sam is great. At, Sam would be a really good teacher. He's he's good at imparting information, and it's contagious. His passion's really contagious. Yes, when, he, when he's speaking passionate about something, I've, I listen mm. to every. Well, word. these these are like the dark side of the driver. The, uh, these the, the yeah the dark, no, side of the dr- dark side of the driver. Dark Sam of the ring. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what we call him around the office. Tia. No. Oh. We don't see each other. We have we haven't for a year. <sighs> you know, what I would like though. Never mind joint promotions or wrestling people. Daniel Bryan presents a podcast with Conrad Thompson. Telling about his entire career and all the stuff that's gone away. Because that man has a few stories under his belt. You know I who I'd like love that, to do? Yeah. A podcast together. Him and Hero. That would be really fun. Yes. Joe Hendry? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that hero. Hero to oh. many. But you know what? The world is oyster. It's a shame he doesn't eat them. That is Daniel Bryan. <laughs> What should Daniel Bryan be doing with his time? What should Daniel Bryan? We should be wrestling. Should be podcasting. Should be becoming on. Matthew, are you descended from like an old Southern color commentator? Because some of your witticisms are slightly derivative of that, oh. like sayings and quirks, and you know, yeah, he's like a catfish in a barrel pond. You do remind yeah, me like a lot that. of Jerry Lawler. No. <laughs> Oh no! Wrap it up, Jerry. <laughs> Time to wrap it up, Jerry. Oh, no problem, Masony. Uh, it has been a lovely podcast. We enjoyed talking to you, Pachidi. What have you got on top for the lovely Cultaholic supporters this week? Uh, if people are listening right now, they wouldn't have got to this point. I think I'm going to do some Red Dead tonight. I'm going to do it at six because there's no oh. Love You by Fridays tonight because Tom's off. Uh, recovering from a hangover after his good lady's um, birthday mm. celebrations last oh, night. Oh, yeah. Happy and birthday so, to Alex. Yeah, happy birthday, Alex. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I'll probably jump on for a bit of Red Dead tonight. I'm in the process of uh, setting up a little streaming area in my in my house at the moment. Ooh. Um, just it, it's going to be it's a couple of months away, but I'm hoping that uh, once I can uh, afford to get the the mic and a few other bits, um, and I'll be able to do the odd pay per view reactions or whatever from home and do a bit of Mate, Twitch at home and that. We're never going to see you again. Nope. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I I do I do one stream a week now. And that's it. I, I sometimes play. jump on for a. For no, a, I don't mean in ter- I don't mean in terms of frequency. I mean in terms of convenience. Because there's no reason for you to try. Oh, what do you mean? Oh no, I'll be in the office. I can't oh, do voiceovers yeah. from home, and I need to. I do voiceovers I'm pretty much every day now. I'm wildly exaggerating as well. I saw you from across the office the other day. You did. It was so brilliant. It was, it was awesome. emotional Such a cool moment. Yeah. One of the BGs was there. <laughs> I've seen Everyone the episode of the BGs. When yeah. they uh, they get interviewed oh, I've got on Clive guy. Anderson's show, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. Awkward. I love They're to stay. What's it? What does he say? He goes, I'd love to stay, but I don't do impressions. Uh, oh. it's, oh, something about, isn't it? Oh no! Doesn't he call? Uh, it's something like that. I'd have to watch it back. I remember it being very, very yeah. awkward. It's on are YouTube. They, are they Australian? Aren't they? Bee Gees? No, oh. I think so. Are they They're Australian? Because if they were, I was going to be surprised because they're usually well up for the banter, aren't they, the Australians? He's a group. Uh, they are from... Wait the, problem, for it. the Isle of Man? They what? They are from... Yeah. Are they actually? Yeah. I thought they were Australian. Where have I got this from? That's how they talk in Isle of Man, you know. Born on the Isle <laughs> of Man during the 1940s, doing? and then they moved to come Manchester, Chalton come Hardy, in 1955. Oh, you know what? Wait, I didn't what? even know they were British. I thought they were American. I thought they were Australian. 
What? We'll have to get him on, won't we? Which is the alive one? God, there are loads of them. Past members, Jeff Bridgeford, Hang Colin on, Peterson. Who's the alive one? Hang on there, friends. We're all right. We're all name? correct. The family then moved to Redcliffe in the Moreton Bay region of Queensland, Australia. Have they lived in the States? Because if not, I'm, I'm wrong. I thought they were from the States. Uh, I don't know, but they know Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys. So, yeah, in a way. Morris, dead. Uh, Robin, <laughs> dead. And Barry's I, the alive one. He's uh, 74 years old. He looks amazing as well. I'd love to get him on. God, they're so tall, aren't they, the Bee Gees? Really Are they? They look tall. They look they stand on the looking, I'm so used to wrestling, I was looking for build height on the <laughs> drop-down thing. Achievements, <laughs> signature moves. Build height. Um, I don't think they're that tall. You can wrap up if you want. No, no, I want to know the Bee Gees' height. Okay, Morris, the Bee Gees. Gibb, height. I'm on Bing here. One of them is well tall. 1.73 metres. What? That's five short. For, five for eight for Morris. Oh, what? Uh, Morris uh, was the one with... with glasses quite often wore a, a hat uh five eleven for barry he's the beardy one he's the tall one isn't he the tall one's only an inch taller than me and robin uh who's the he's got like a face uh <laughs> looks a bit like he's got a face he looks a bit like bill gates in some of these pictures okay um i think that's a toupee uh he is five foot nine. Oh, so I'm not wrong. that tall not that I'm tall so wrong uh, speaking of lookalikes, sorry to drag this out even further, but I was listening to a cornet thing the other day, which I don't often do, but I fell, I fell into the trap. And he compared, and I can never unsee it now, he compared Paul Heyman to Alfred Hitchcock, just physically. Oh, yeah. He looks so much like him. Yeah. Has that been said before? Because I felt like I can't yeah, believe I, I've, it. Heard, I've heard it before. I can't remember right. where from, but yeah, oh God, he does. Dresses like him too. Well, Cornette was the in the middle of Cornette was complimenting him on his promo. I was really surprised because I I don't think they like each other. But he was like, "I've got to recognise talent." Well, you know, yeah, fair play. I He's nothing so. if not fair. Jim <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cornette, yeah. And in fairness, you know a lot about lookalikes uh, after your cameo appearance on The Midwife. Mm. <laughs> What's the character's name? Sister Francis. Sister Francis. With an E, so Francis. Yeah. I've got yeah. It. Yeah, she looks a lot like me and Gabriel Kidd. Yeah, she really if, does. If me and Gabe had a baby, yeah, I was at uh, I was at Bethany's. Look at her. And uh, she would periodically go to. She periodically say to me like, um, "Richard, if you want to put a picture of Sister Francis, feel free." She uh, would turn to me and go, "Check your Twitter, see if there's any more replies to your Sister Francis." Tweet. I was like, "All right." <laughs> She found it really funny. And then someone would Photoshop like my hat onto the top of Sister Francis. Nah. And it looked and she was like, Well, they've used the top half of your face in that one. They hadn't. It was just Sister Francis' face. <laughs> <laughs> well, she looks oh. really nervous there, isn't that because she looks worried? That's yeah, she does look nervous in every Jeff, Matt, are you gonna go? No, alright. There's another picture where she looks more... It's where she's looking off with, like, an ecstatic expression. She's so happy. That one looks like me a lot. And Gabriel Kidd a lot as well. Yeah. Can you find the ecstatic one? No. She's like the default picture of Sister Frances. She's going like... Yeah, I've got it here, I think. I can't get I'll keep this face. I'll keep this face going. Yeah, it's, it is... Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, a bit smaller on the mouth. Just a touch. No, 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 like... 
If no, you're a puff fan, just close your hand a little bit. Yeah, you go. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's the one. I can't keep it going. Man. Is Richard going to bring that up when I'm doing that? I'm guessing that would be great, Richard. Yeah. Yeah. You're all fa- you're all blurry, Matthew. What is the anyway, isn't it? I know. Even the webcam's getting tired. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Let's wrap it. You're right. What, what, you, got a, what you got? We a plug, Jack? Wrap. Yeah. That. It. <laughs> Get a, get a little tea towel or something and put it on your head. Is that disrespectful? Get a little, get a white shirt or something. Let's do this proper. A bit of bulge again. Only I'd called the holly. No, there wasn't any bulge there. <laughs> it was a compliment. Wait. That's more like a Mother Teresa style. Don't care. <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> 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 Oh, she got it. Like that. It's spawn. <laughs> which Stop, one's which? Stop laughing. Stop laughing. I need to, I need to pose. You're making me laugh. Let me take it as laugh. Oh, man. Oh, God. Stick that on a T-shirt. I think Vegeta laughed so loud. <laughs> The, the Discord wouldn't let him, the volume clipped, like, yeah. come through. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, oh I Well, that was oh. a great end. That was brilliant. Good stuff. Yeah. Matthew, anything to plug? Jack? Oh, uh, the Final Fantasy IX streams on uh, Call of Duty Saturdays with... Uh, I made the mistake. I mean, that's not what I meant to say, obviously. I had the uh, pleasure of having some of the regulars in the uh, Twitch chats and of people who message the mailbag every week and other um, name some of the players. So please join me, Hong Kong, Ram Ranch, and uh, Devil Moroku, who I said, I'm sorry you didn't get the Hall of Fame, even though you um, mm. you impregnated your partner. People your forgot what he partner. did. Yeah, you impregnated your partner while listening to the podcast. <laughs> Would you like to name your character? And it was something like, Jack's a nice man. Oh, so, okay. Yes. What's yeah, this? Yeah. Uh, what's this? What game, sorry, you play? Final Fantasy IX. It's uh, it's good. You can name the characters and stuff. The, the important Sword. ones, yeah. Oh, I thought Final Fantasy was like set in it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So that's happening Saturday, 6 p.m. If you have any questions or thoughts for us, mailbagacolhack.com. The three fantastic picks can still be voted on. We just checked. It's still open. Patreon.com forward slash callaholic. Uh, I'm sorry for being really low powered today. It's just because of No, no, you grew into it. Um, you grew into it. Yeah. Yeah, but thank you very much for Adam Wait, Pichini. before you go, I need to write these down because I'm going to put, put it online. It oh, was okay. Rogue Rogue Traders. Yeah, don't concept, get your own one. Rogue concept, of, concept of underlay. Concept of underlay. Oh, oh yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and Matthews was... What am I calling that? We Fat Dog. We Fat Dog. Three solid choices on the wrestling podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> Come for Daniel Bryan discussions, stay for the dogs and pictures of midwives. Thank you very much. This has been the Coldaholic podcast. I'd like to end it the same way we always end it. Put your hand up to the screen on a count of three to the famous expression we always like, which is one, two, three. Join, Join us. us. Join us. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.